going on this is the nick of time show where we have that nick's talk in the nick of time this is edson sean mvp mvp yeah. bruh <laughs> no hate nah man not hate at all listen is, a win is a win but pretty that was a that was a hate bro no nah, it, <laughs> it was a premature Yo. Premature, yo, Beasley's a hater, man. Don't don't let your haters get you down, oh, Beasley. God, you're he, right. He was he was the MVP only using... of that game. Thank bro. you, thank I, you, listen, thank you, listen. thank you, sir. G is chilling. Of the game, yes, I, but that chant usually is not just for the game. You know that chant usually reserved for. He is your favorite no, player's man. favorite player. You're right. You know what? Yeah. I, MV I, Beasley is in the fact. I, right? I I apologize, <laughs> and I'm only using nine percent of my brain to even comprehend what yo, happened. Yo, man, level up, man. Stay game. home, bro. No, I understand. <laughs> That's my fault. I apologize. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you can't do that because I'm in charge. I'm the ball sound effects next. Oh, oh yeah, my name. Got it. This is Jay Ellis, and to my right is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Sir G is chilling. Yes, sir. So. The Hall of Fame nominees were just announced. And your man Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, oh, Grant Hill are some of the nominees. I actually want to look at the whole list and see what's on there. Yeah, it's like 30 uh, of them there. I know you, uh, what's, what's his, uh, Rip Hamilton? Yeah, He's, he, he's going to have to wait. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well. Rip has a championship. He does. He does. I, I still feel like he has to wait. I still feel like there's, you know, other players that should get him before him. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, who do you think will be the next Nick inducted into the Hall of Fame? Jason Kidd. Well. <laughs> I mean, well, you know yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Chico, I mean, even... I think, no, that's... You know what? I you mean, can't even, you can't even debate over. That. All right, all good the up. debate is actually over. That segment yeah. is finished. Um, he did play one word you want to give it the next. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. That's, a, that's a valid answer. There's a few cheat yeah. codes in there. Jason Kidd. Isn't it Chauncey Billups was a Nick for, for like. He ain't getting in. Not now, at least. I mean, he won a championship. Did Jason Kidd win a championship? No, but Jason Kidd's impact on the game, bro. But did Jason, Jason Kidd did win? he did win a championship actually, Dallas Mavericks. Oh, that's the Mavericks. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Another Chico. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Another Chico. He found it. Overrode my Chico. Yeah, nah. Listen, he found it. But <laughs> so there you go. There's your answer. Um, yeah, but I don't know who the next one is gonna be, man. Who's not in so far that we think should be? I think we need to look at well, that. More than likely, it'll be mellow once he finally. I, th- I mean, it yeah, up. I think that's a given, but yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. But who? Who? I mean, here's a halfway cheat code. I mean, not really, but maybe. Uh, what about uh, Grandma Ma, Larry Johnson, Mister Four Point Play? Right, Larry hmm. Johnson. Larry Johnson is not in there. I mean, listen, he's the only guy who who who's been real prominent. That you know, he's he's done a lot. He's he's he's. First he's of definitely all, done a he lot. He made mm-hmm. uh, wearing a dress 
cool again as Grandmama. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so cool. Well, I mean, I'm it was it was cool, but not so cool. Young uh, Thug does it. I mean, and I have a whole other perspective on and, and he played both black men in dresses. So he played know. both Urkel. Did Chauncey did Chauncey both Urkel? No, bro. <laughs> that putting <laughs> black men in dresses. That that's just a whole other topic. That yeah, man. I'm just saying. I've, I yeah. Steve Urkel could ball. Nobody balled with Urkel but Grandma Mom. I understand I'm, that. That yeah. has to be considered. I understand that. Yeah. And intangibles that overlooked sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I uh, guess so. You know, Family Matters was pretty big in the 90s. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but that dress, man. For guys, <laughs> for, for the kids who don't know, Family Matters, check that out. Go, do your Googles. Oh, shout shouts. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. The podcast uh, master himself with hip hop story. I actually, I actually did a gig with this guy yesterday. Shout out to FKA Jazz. And uh, Justin Sweeney, of course, but um, he actually um, they they practice Buddhism. Um, Combat Jack also practiced Buddhism, and he didn't even know that it was Combat Jack that he was talking to because he you know he, was, he just was like a regular dude, just gave him his regular name, and they would have conversations about Buddhism, and he turned on and realized that it was Combat Jack that he was talking to. That's oh wow, you know, that just I th- but and to me uh, stories like that just. It just shows the type of person that he was. Yeah, right, right. yeah mad humble. Humble exactly. and regular. And do your, Google, do your Googles is a combat Yo, and f- right. saying. So exactly. That's, yeah. mm-hmm. Exactly. Y'all know. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, so getting back to this Hall of Fame talk. Okay, Larry Johnson is is definitely a good, uh-huh. good choice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good choice. He played with Charlotte. Yeah, so definitely had some good, some good New York years. Even though I, I I do feel like he he st- he stood down when it came time to stand up for Charles Oakley, but oh, you know, that has nothing to do that has nothing to do with with the, with the Hall of Fame. You but, you, you, know. you oh, getting your you getting your I have to give I have to give a delayed chuckle. You getting your personal feelings? <laughs> not at all. It's not personal at all. It's just you know. I guess it is personal, but you know. <laughs> That don't mean he don't need to be in the Hall of Fame. Not at all. Not at all. Nah. Not at all. He, he definitely deserves to be in there. He's a beast with the Hornets. He's no, of course. His athleticism mm-hmm. was insane. Yeah, but then even after he got hurt, mm-hmm. he, like, reinvented his game with the yeah. jump shot. And it was just like, nope, I'm still I mean, I mean, I'll say this, though. I mean, if you look at stats alone for the Knicks, Charles Oakley jersey would be retired before Larry Johnson's. I'll tell you that much. Maybe he might be one of the next Knicks. To, and he should be. Listen. Yeah, but um, do the um. Shit. Uh, <laughs> he should be, you know. He definitely should retire. Yeah, but um, but um, yes. Yeah, to do the technical difficulties. I'm not sure if that'll be happening anytime soon. That'll well, be, maybe, maybe. Mm. But then again, they might be trying to save face because they realized that that was an ugly blemish. Yeah. And they might, you know, give him the push. True. True. That's the reason why Spreewell is around, right? Spreewell. Speaking of Spreewell, <laughs> do you think uh, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, let's let's be honest. Do you think he's gonna make it to the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Like he, I, I don't think so personally. But. He, I mean, he had a really good career with Golden State. I mean, he there was there was a year he was pushing twenty four points a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. listen. But I don't know if he had a great as career. A as long for like a really really long time exactly I mean as a Nick he's had some decent years with my guy Allen Houston yes yeah. no he did he definitely had where he went to the you know 2000 playoffs he went to the finals I feel got knocked out by the Spurs and Spreewell Spreewell definitely 
um, he has some impact on on some of those Knicks te- um, seasons. He yeah. definitely did. Mm-hmm. I just looked up, especially on the fast break. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he has a chokehold right. on the. Yeah, no, not, not, yeah, anything. right. I just looked up Speedwell's. Nobody right caught quick. that joke. It's all right, though. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was about to hit you with the PJ Carlissimo. Don't worry, I, I, I caught yeah, it. I caught it. Yeah, I just, I just looked up Speedwell's stats right quick. His career: eighteen point three points a game, four point one rebounds a game, and four assists per game. He had four seasons where he averaged over twenty points a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, what any of those when he was on the Knicks? Yeah, no, those, those, no, those are Golden State Warriors. Yeah, he's on Golden yeah. State Warriors. Yeah, when he came to the Knicks, he averaged like about around 17, 18 points a game. But that's too, he was sharing he was sharing the court with right. my guy yeah, Allen Houston. That is true. Of course. The 50% jump shooter before he got really hurt. Yeah, yeah. What, so unfortunate, man. Yeah, man. He was a... So my favorite two Knicks jerseys that I had, Larry Johnson and Allen Houston. Allen Houston was my mm. guy. Yeah, I still, I still got the Allen Houston jersey I still in my closet. Yeah, I still got <laughs> that mine. That was my guy. Yo. I still got mine. So, I, yeah, those are my... Two of my favorite Knicks, Larry Johnson and Allen Houston. Um, but, you know, you also kind of... I also think about Mark Jackson, too, man. Yeah, man, because... Oh, it's, Mark it's, Jackson, this... It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's the, like... Let's go some applause to Mark Jackson. Like, what number on the all-time assist list is he? Because, I mean, I know... I don't think he got more than Magic and Stockton. It's... I don't know, but he's up there. I mean, he wasn't a huge scorer. But, I mean, there was a few seasons where he averaged a double-double mm. in points and assists. Yeah. So, I mean... He, I and he do. was an elite passer. I still remember... I don't remember what year it was. I remember it was an crazy, incredible pass when he did a spin move from half court mm-hmm. and then passed it right out of the spin move... For a layup, I was like, "What?" But that's it was why like I, one of the most amazing passes I've ever seen. But that's why whenever they talk about, "Oh, this point guard's slow," this point guard is slow. I'm like, "So what?" Because Mark Jackson wasn't fast. Nah, he's yeah. just crafty, man. Exactly. A lot of head fakes, exactly. eye fakes, and his post that game was dro- crazy. And that, yeah. tear, that teardrop, the teardrop. Oh, Frank, Frank, look at uh, look at Mark look Jackson. Because especially since you you are six five, and I think. When you really get going, you will be posting at some point. Yeah. And passing out the post. Look at Mark Jackson footage. Exactly. And also, I looked up his all-time assist stats. He's fourth on the list. Surprisingly. Okay, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. Fourth on the list. Hey, man. And, and he's one assist behind Steve Nash, who's going was, to be elected into the Hall of that's Fame That's what right I was now. about to ask, mm-hmm. is where is he well, in, in regards to Steve Nash? Yeah, one assist, one assist yo, behind Steve Nash. Get that man in the, in the, in the Hall of Fame, yeah, bro. What, what, what are you waiting for, for him to stop announcing? Come on, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he must have did something to somebody, piss somebody off, maybe. <laughs> You know, I often wondered that because he seems like a very uh, outspoken individual. Yes, yes. And so, <laughs> because I'm like, why wouldn't the Knicks ever consider him for a head coach position? There must be something. Nah, I mean, you know what? I heard rumors about about him being very outspoken in Golden State, and part and might be might be a reason why he wasn't brought to the Knicks a while ago. And this is one. So that's why you know, I don't know if that's true or false, but you know. Right now, Jeff is doing his thing. I know everybody would want to market. No, absolutely. Listen, I'm very happy with what Jeff Hornacek is doing right now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, anyone who's been watching the Knicks over the years, I'm like, yo, why haven't they picked up Mark Jackson? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. definitely somebody I wanted on this team. 
yeah. and coaching. I just couldn't understand it, especially, honestly, Golden State wouldn't be where they are right now if it wasn't for a lot of the, 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 the foundational stuff that Mark Jackson instilled in that team. Exactly. So like, because pretty much all Steve Kerr did was souped up the offense. That's exactly. Yeah, like, they already had a defensive mindset when Mark Jackson was there, and then Steve Kerr uh, just put in the offense, and then from uh, that time on, Golden State just took off. Yeah, so Mark Jackson is a, poss- is a, is a possibility. Definitely a possibility. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so so far we got Mark Jackson... Larry Johnson's a possible. Spreewell's off the table. Uh, I I don't off the table. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if he did enough. I, I think he's up to you. Allen Houston, absolutely. You think so? I think he should be in. He he's a maybe for me. He, maybe. Really? If Kathy was here, he'd be like, he still owes us money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then okay, he, he, does, then he does owe us. He now, does owe us money though. That's <laughs> fine, fine, fine. He does but, not owe us money. <laughs> but what is that? Allen Houston, I used to, yo, I no, used to, wait, wait, wait. I, oh my god. Wait, matter of fact, he's paying that back right now because he's actually doing good work for us within the organization. So Thank he's you. actually he's actually paying back that money that he owes us, kind of. You heard that, Kathy? <laughs> why, 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 why does he owe us money? I, I, why it's, be, does he it's because because. Um, he did really well for us a few years. Fifty percent jump shooter, like I said, he was shooting okay. around forty nine percent. Not many jump shooters. And then shooting he got hurt. Shooting yeah, those injuries. Then he got hurt. He got a hundred million dollar contract. Okay. And then he got hurt. What is he owes money? That's the contract he signed. I mean, that's that's. Yeah. Kathy would say Joe Kim owes money too. So so so, so I'm <laughs> saying that Tim Hardaway owes us money right now. Well, well, no, he knows uh, at the end of the season, yeah. Well, well, well not, not, now. Not, not, not necessarily. Okay. Not, not, not now. Not, not, necessarily. not necessarily because, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. has only been out for like a short period of time. Okay. Yeah, yeah but Allen Houston was out for an extended no, period I of time. No, I understand that. <laughs> extended. Again, I, I understand, man. And I'm a business fan. The man's hurt. I had to deal with Man, you understand the battles I've been with. I've been debating Knicks before I was on this podcast. Let me tell you, it was 13 to 1, me battling how Allen Houston is, is good. I don't understand why that's even a debate. He was he got hurt. Yeah, why I mean, is that a debate? Because people were trying to say, oh, he's trash. He's guy was like, yo, he's nah, hurt, he wasn't, man. Nah, he was he never trash. He had one of the trash. purest jump shots at that time we're talking yeah. about. He was never trash. He just was injury prone. That's about it. That's really, really was. You know how they do. They do the same thing with Noah. I they know. Yeah. Oh, he tried. Again, look. I, again, like I, mean, I said, I mean, he got a better jump shot than Noah, though. Oh, of course. That's not even a question, that's yo. That's like saying it's Christmas Eve. Right Word. <laughs> we are recording. And it actually Christmas is Christmas. Right, it actually is Christmas Eve. Shout out to Ryan G wearing his uh, Nick of Time uh, uh, Christmas t-shirt. His oh, Christmas yes, shirt. Yes, he got yes. it on right now. Okay, yeah, can you, maybe you can show it to the camera. He's showing you know what I'm saying? He got his... <laughs> get on camera. Right. <laughs> See, you just, now you just got yourself on the Instagram. You definitely get on the Instagram. Yes, sir. Right <laughs> <laughs> you made it. Oh. <laughs> said, uh, we'll just see after we edit. Oh, man. All right, so, I mean, we have a couple of selections. Mm-hmm. So you think Allen Houston's a maybe? Hmm. I, I, don't know if I, I don't know if it's my own super I, fan Allen Houston bias once I'm in. How many, okay, how many solid years did he give us before he got hurt? Us? Uh, yeah. Let me, I'm, I'm about to check up here. I'm about to look up his stats right now. I don't know now. if it's been that long with us that we've been really good. That's the thing. I think maybe three. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing three with us. But then he's he's been with Detroit, too. I'm not sure how right. how long he's been good when he was with Detroit before he got, even got to us as well. All right. I'm, I looked it up right now. I don't think he's going to make it. 17.3 points a game, 2.9 Rebounds a game, two point four assists per game. That's his career. Yeah, I felt like he got injured. He got injured right when he was putting everything together. Yeah, and like he only had two seasons where he averaged over twenty points a game. That's with the Knicks. So yeah, 
I don't. Yes, yeah, so okay. as I said, oh, yeah, well. he's like, he's not making it. All right, and that's just gonna be one of my personal guys. I mean, he might get his jersey retired with the Knicks someday, maybe. But besides that, like, nah, all like Hall of Fame, nah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, eh, okay. Well, I can live with that. Yeah. Retiring in Jersey, yeah. Hall of Fame. Okay, no Sorry, problem. Houston. So, <laughs> it's looking like maybe Larry Johnson, Mark Jackson, Melo, and then the Chris Stapps. Yeah, oh, of course. Uh, if Chris Stapps continue going the way he's going right now, it's, right, it's no, brainer. Say, uh, no brainer. No brainer. I mean... <laughs> We're talking about how he looks now. What if he... Well, I don't want to say that. Don't nah, no, 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 no. I don't want to jinx that, but I'm saying... Hit the bro button. If, <laughs> no, listen, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, stuff happens. Like, no one thought Alex was going to get injured and be out for an extended period of time like that. Yeah. yeah. You know? That was a sucky time, too. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, um, Baron Davis, no one thought he was going to get injured like that. Like, you just uh, never know. Yeah. That injury was horrible. Oh, oh mat- matter of fact, speaking of Baron Davis, I don't know. Did y'all see his interview with Desus and Mero, like, the other day? No. no On Thursday? It. No. Like, it. he was talking about his next days, too, saying, like, how the reason why his knee went out Oh, I was, heard about that. Yeah, it was, was because Jeremy Lin got hurt and he had to play more minutes. And he thought that if Jeremy Lin was able to stay healthy and limit his minutes, he would have never got that knee injury and he, and he would have been able to play with play the Knicks for like a couple more seasons. Wow. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, because I mean, at that point, he was a little older. Yeah. yeah. Pushing his body more than he wanted to. And, it, you know, he was he was brought on the team to be backup, not to be starting point guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B. Diddy? Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, that's a stylish guy too, bro. And also, he also explained the origin, how Nick's tape originated. Also, too. What Baron Davis? Yeah, on really? The, yeah, Wasn't on, that in an interview. Well, he said that it was his idea, and and Shumpert kind of, and then him and Shumpert ran with it. Yeah, because so, Shumpert could spit. Yeah. yeah, so it would make sense for him to be branded with the Nick's tape because Shumpert was. The yeah, and he yeah he said that it, that was based off the whole with Brooklyn coming to New York. You know the Nets, oh. and, and, he, and it was like how you know they, 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 he saw all the advertisements around the city about the black and white and Nets right. coming to the city. And all that he was like, even he was like, yo, the Knicks, like y'all gonna allow the Nets to do this to y'all? So he was like to counter, you know, Brooklyn's whole aura coming yeah. with the black and white and all that. He was like, oh, he created the, yeah, the Knicks. With yeah, the he Knicks created the Knicks land. tape. Yeah, to counter uh, that. Baron Davis, the Knicks history. Genius. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Get that man a Bring job. That That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get him a job. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, Jordan Clarkson. Let's let's talk about him for a minute. Reason why we bring him up, there's actually been a rumor going around that the Lakers want to trade him. Really? Hmm. Well, why did they want to trade him? To free up cap space. Well, this is, yeah, this is the thing. The Lakers have a lot of young pieces. And they want to clear. Yeah, they want to clear up cap space to get the big free agent name because yeah. it's L.A. Man, we need the big free agents, exactly, bro. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Showtime. they. But I mean, I mean, if they get a good free agent, that's definitely going to be an upgrade for them because right now as a young unit, they're doing pretty good. Um, yeah, and you know they got their eye on OKC. Of course, looking yep. for Mister George to to not be happy over there. <laughs> even wow. though, even though recent times, I don't know, it's, it looked like it's starting to turn around for them. Yeah, I think, man. I think things are starting to click, man. And you know, we often have conversations, of course, off the air. But one of the things he's talking about was, you know, OKC getting it together and Melo finally accepting a role where he doesn't have to have the ball all the time, and him coming off the ball and off of screens and just getting open. Mm-hmm. 
that's going to open up a whole lot of opportunities for OKC, man. Yes, sir. Yep. We had like seven threes or something over mm-hmm. Playing Listen, his role. I'm happy for Melo, man. That's only guys. I mean, just be, just be Olympic Melo. Exactly. Show by the threes and, and we need, be a we sniper. Need, we just yeah. need a shade Olympic Melo, a shade hoodie Melo, and <laughs> you'll be, you'll be good, and man. You'll be all right. Word. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so okay. I mean, that makes sense. Opening up some some cap space, get some pieces in there to kind of round out the 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 young energy with some wisdom, NBA wisdom. Mm-hmm. But do we want to entertain that? You know, I know they're wanting to trade him. Are we even interested in Jordan Clarkson? And if we are, who are we even moving for him? Well, I'm a, what do you think he's worth at yeah. this point? Well, me personally, I would not mind the Knicks going after Jordan Clarkson because, <laughs> because number one, he matches the youth movement because I think he's like, what, maybe 23, 24, maybe? Right. Yeah, young buck. Yeah, so he Strong matches. Strong legs. I'm <laughs> the youth. Yeah, so he matches the youth movement, number one. I don't even think he has chin hairs yet. <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't. Yeah, number two, he provides scoring off the bench with the Knicks, which the Knicks do need more of. Yeah, at that wing position you, that we're talking about. And if, yes. you, if you've seen the games this week, Yo. uh, especially on the road, you'll see that our bench. Scoring yeah. is lacking. Once Beasley is gone, yeah, it's pretty naked. Yeah, pretty but I, yeah, and I think right. And I, again, you know, the injuries that hit us have, have kind of caused us to make certain decisions and moves. And mm-hmm. you know, Beasley's doing really good in that first unit. Um, and when he, whenever he gets in the game, he's just doing well. But yeah, our bench scoring, we need to, we need to strengthen up the bench. Most yeah. definitely. The only thing is that. Also, wait, number three, before I get into the, the butt section, he's he's also, a, like, he's a, he's a combo guard, pretty much, point guard, shooting guard, but, like, the Knicks don't really have a shooter guard coming off the bench. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be another need right there. But, yeah. but here's the butt part now. He doesn't play good defense, so it's nope. like... So it's like if the Knicks... <laughs> if the, so it's like if the Knicks are going to bring him in, they're going to have to sacrifice something on the defensive end because he's not going to play... As tough defense as, like, say, like a Ron Baker or somebody like that coming off the bench for them. Okay. Exactly. So, because mm. right now we're what? I think I heard a stat that we're saying we're top five in defensive percentage right now. Nice. And a lot of that has to do with our, our coaches emphasizing defense first and, and rewarding those guys. And I, I'm wondering so, how much Ron Baker and Frank has to do with that, too. So, let yeah. me ask, though, because of the new culture that's been developed in the Knicks, do you feel if we get Clarkson? Granted, he doesn't play great defense now, mm-hmm. but if he wants to get the minutes, clearly it's like, yo, you don't play defense, you don't get minutes. Do you think that might encourage him to become a better defensive player? Look at Cantor, who uh, I feel like each game defensively he gets better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, this summer his coach praised him, said he was playing really good defense. In who, Clarkson? Clarkson in okay. the summer le- in summer league and in training camp and preseason games. Okay. Um, I haven't seen that much of him close up this year. Right. From what I saw with the the uh the game between the Knicks and the Lakers, mm-hmm. he was playing pretty good defense on Courtney Lee. Uh Lakers have a weird scheme where they 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 like hawk you from half court on. So there was mm. Knicks were setting screens from the half court. So but yeah. he I'm so I'm not sure how he has been all year, but from mm-hmm. that game he seemed okay. I'm not sure if it's you know if he's really taking the next step or not. Right, right, right. Yeah, because at the same time, too, it's like... I mean, I've seen some of him this season because, you know, since the Lakers have all that young talent, they do show the Lakers pretty often on TV. Mm -hmm. So I've seen 
obviously not a lot, but I've seen some of him. And he does play okay defense for the most part. Like, he, like I wouldn't say he's a terrible defender. Right. You know, but, like, sometimes he'll, like, lock in, and other times, you know, he'll be lackadaisical. You know, yeah, like... That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. mental. That's mental. Right? Yeah, like, I don't know. I seen him was watching some video on YouTube. He was talking about, like, a lot of his problems. He has a lot of on-ball defense problems. It seems like he's not good at any aspect of defense, according to the video. <laughs> so to me, right? It was like, yeah, he sucks at on ball defense. He sucks at pick and roll defense. He sucks at he sucks at help defense. I'm like, so just I'm like, what pretty much he's just him? not good yeah. at defense. Like, he's not yeah. good at yeah. defensing. But I mean, I've seen some. Well, like I said, the de- this and this is from last year. Just to be fair, this is from last year. The video I was, I was watching, I was breaking everything down. But um, any any from this season? From this season, no. So this season is just straight up the eye test, pretty much. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I haven't seen that many games of him. I just, this is repu- this is just a trade off reputation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reputation is important. But yeah, but you know, also I want to address something too because there was a rumor going around that um, the Lakers were trying to get rid of him um, by the trade deadline. So that that you know if if so if that were to happen, that's very different from if we're trying to get rid of him in the summer. Right, because mm-hmm. basically, right now, now Adrian Wojnarowski came out and said that that's not true. The Knicks, um, the Lakers are trying to get rid of him in the summer because they feel like he's contributing a lot more this so season. Oh, right for the cap space, and okay. they want you know, and they want to, they want to actually see what they can do making the playoffs or, mm, okay, or pushing, okay, okay, you know, right, because that'll just give them better leverage in the off season, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cause that makes now, sense. cause I, cause like, if we were going to get rid of, if we were trying to get make some moves, right now, mm-hmm. right, um, before the season, it would possibly, I guess, Kyle Quinn would probably be somebody. Now, I personally don't want to give him up, no, because if you really think about it, guy, people are saying don't get, um, give him Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee's not gonna make sense because Courtney Lee's contract is like three. He has three or four more years on his contract, right. And so does Clarkson. Right. So, and if they want to move, if they want to save money, eh. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, Courtney Lee wouldn't help in that case. Yeah, Courtney right. wouldn't help in that case. They still would not be able to sign a big name free agent next season. Yeah. So, right. if I'm, so to me, it, it would have to be our two uh, smallest contracts right now who are going to be expiring, which would be Ron Baker mm-hmm. and Kyle Quinn. Both of them have a player option next year. I mean, I mean, I mean, they could take Willie, and that is, an, and you know, and that's another one. Willie Ernie Gomez, he makes one million though. He makes a million, so mm-hmm. you're wondering, like, okay, that's is that enough? Right. I know they have something called a trade exception mm-hmm. where you're supposed to help fill in the blanks, but I'm not sure what's, what's. I'm not sure. I'm not like a cat space expert. Yeah. Right. So I'm not sure because you know there's a rule in the NBA that says you have to be within five percent if you're trading mm-hmm. somebody. Right. For another piece, Willie, right. Willie's only making a million dollars. Clarkson is making. But does that does that more like eleven? Yeah. Do you think they would even take that trade for Willie? I mean, who do they have? Who's their big man on the on the Lakers? At this, uh, Brooke Lopez is one. Yeah. Who's his backup? Um, they use Bogut too. Okay. I feel like they would take. Will, I mean, and they have Randall. If, mm-hmm. if the, if the goal is to shed contracts to sign somebody, you think they'll do, they'll do it and they'll probably find a, probably excess him at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that makes sense. Matter of fact, Lance Thomas, what year? How many years he has left oh, in his contract? No, I don't know if I. Uh, 
I'd actually be a little upset about that. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very mean, happy with the way that Lance has been playing this this season, man. I know. I'm just I'm just speaking like... Yeah, no, know, of course. Yeah. What, what, yeah I didn't what want to trade Lance last week when we was talking about... Um... <laughs> Lance has been performing. When we, when we were talking about trying to bring on um dude from the Dallas... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to trade him. I don't, I'm not trying to trade I still am not trying to trade him. I don't want to I was trying to trade Dotson. No, I, I was just saying... Well, you know I, what? You know what? I have a bone to pick with y'all. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. I have a bone to pick. I can't believe y'all convinced me to trade Dotson. But you, you agreed because he made good arguments. No, it was a stupid argument, right? It wasn't, but you, if it was so stupid, why'd you agree to it? I don't know. I was oh, drunk. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> it was late. You don't it even was drink, bro. <laughs> Stop it. Because I was talking about having traded Dotson over Rod Baker or Lance. I'm like, Dotson has... Dotson has uh, the the best two way potential out of both of those and guys, and that's why we were saying I was like I feel like he's more marketable. That wasn't because we don't like him or we yeah. think he can't contribute to the Knicks. He's more marketable, exactly. More than Rob Baker, yes, he is. He's more marketable than Rob Baker, <laughs> and, and his, his potential is his, his ceiling is so much higher, bro. Yeah, and guys, um, Lance Thomas is safe because he just recently signed up for your contract. He's not a free agent until twenty twenty. Oh wow! So he'll be safe. Okay. But he's making seven million. Yeah, yeah, it's an affordable contract. So I mean, the thing, that's, I mean, that's four million shaved off. Right. That's I mean, so they're saving money. I'm not. Sh- mm. it, it, it it depends if they see Lance Thomas as a piece for the like you you know when they actually you know build for the future and become better. Like if they see Lance Thomas as a piece that could actually help. They have right. so many young pieces. They probably need some veteran leadership and women. Even if work. for a year or two, I mean, I, yeah. And that could mm. that could be like yeah, we save what. Four or five million. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many millions you're trying to save. You save four yeah. or five million. Right. Get a veteran guy to come in, pay back up small forward or power forward because you can plug him in. That, they can, mm-hmm. that could be something. Yeah. It could be. Uh-huh. I could do... I mean, that's my guy too, but... I yeah, mean, If we're just I talking hope, straight business and numbers. If we're talking yeah. straight business and numbers, he's a, he is a locker room guy. Right. Sometimes I wish he hit a little more shots this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like his energy and defensively, he, he he contributes so much, you know. Yeah, again, yeah, the shots definitely would be welcome. You're not going to tell him don't shoot. Yeah. But I think he he can he contributes a lot to me. I think like you said locker room wise, um defensively he's still a very good defender. Yeah. I wish he yeah. play, I wish he played a lot better, especially away. Feel, yeah, away he's been the, the, really the, the whole you know, Knicks team need to play better. Yeah, <laughs> the whole it ain't Knicks just him, re- you know. Yeah. And I I do understand it, but I don't. I'm like, yeah, it's just it's just a court and two baskets. And yeah, you don't have the same energy because some people aren't giving you positive energy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, wh- why are you having so much trouble on the road? Yeah, man, and that's what I'm thinking about too. Is like we have a, if we have a scoring punch. Mm-hmm. Off that second unit, I think that yeah. helps on the road. Yes, we go so much right now. It's just pretty much been Beasley. Exactly. But that's that's one. But two is the starts of the games. Sometimes we get so far down in that first quarter. Like even if the next three quarters are great quarters, if we're so far down, we might lose by a margin of five points or less. But that five points, if we had performed better in the beginning of the game, because mm-hmm. even Jeff Hornacek was like, "We're not a team who can like." Start slow and then catch up at the end. Nah. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta, you know, come out the gates running. Yeah. Or we can hold the fort and wait for my guy Dotson to develop, but he's not really like a takeover scorer like 
Clarkson is. That's yeah. the only right. thing. So far. I mean, we don't know yet because, you know, Dotson is still developing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And he may be that, but he may not. But, you know, Clarkson definitely shows that he has mm-hmm. that ability. Dotson seems like a... Run off of screens and, you yeah. know, and he seems like and a court, He seems like a Courtney Lee... I can see that. ...type of guy. <clears throat> I can mm-hmm. see that. 3 and D, hit the mid-range, hit the yeah. three-pointer. I can see that. ...type of deal, but with more rebounds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we'll see, man. I mean, it's cool to entertain that idea, yeah. you know, because showing up the bench is definitely something. we. Ne- I think we need to start thinking about it now for next season, mm-hmm. you know, because even if we do make the playoffs, you know, which I feel like we will, you know, we, we realistically aren't expecting them to go too far. Yeah. But at least we can start planning for that next season. Like, okay, what are the pieces that we need? You know, f- identify deficiencies now, mm-hmm. the bench, mm-hmm. the wing player off the bench, a scorer off the bench, and maybe we could find somebody who can fit all of that. Yeah. Yeah, right. it would be good to have a two that can contribute consistently offensively yes. besides Tim Hardaway Jr. Exactly. <laughs> for, for real. You see what, but, but it's, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I mean, Tim Hardaway Sr. actually was saying this in an article about things happening for a reason. Um, and I feel like Tim Hardaway going down happened. You know, you never want him to be hurt, but it happened at a time where now we can identify even more clearly well, where are these deficiencies. Now, Tim Hardaway's taking out the equation where are we getting our scoring from off the bench, second unit, because we moved somebody up. Now, where's our scoring coming from? We don't really have scores coming off the bench like that. Yeah. And so at least this was an opportunity for us to identify that. Um, and speaking of Tim Hardaway Sr., you know, um, so ironic, the game, because he's the assistant coach on the Pistons, and before the game, when we played against the Pistons, they gave, you know, it was a little interview, and he was kind of upset with the media and the fans ah, for, like, crucifying. First of all, he was upset because they crucified his son. Point blank, period. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we all were like, 71 million? Are you sure about yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> So place. We, we were all like, 71 million. Exactly. I don't remember, I don't remember that. I don't what remember. episode was that? Yeah, it was It was over the summer. It I know was over that much. Yeah. We were sitting outside. Exactly. And we were all like, 71? <laughs> 71, 72 million the hard way? Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't sure about that. Listen, I, and the thing is, I remember when. We were out uh, at the Garden when Atlanta played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, Tim, you need to come back to the Knicks because yes. we liked him as a person. And he was so, yeah. he wasn't yes. even on the Knicks, but he still came and greeted fans. And that mm-hmm. said a lot to me. I'm like, it's a good dude, man. Yeah. yeah. Timmy, we need you back. Because we didn't, yeah. honestly, I didn't even want him to leave the first time. I didn't want him to leave the first time. I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, I, know I, did, yeah, I, know, I didn't but mind it either. I, I kind of liked, I was like, they didn't really, I felt like they didn't really give him a chance to develop. And now we see that that was. Yeah. you know the truth I really didn't think they let him develop which has been the MO for the Knicks mm-hmm. for however long yeah yeah. his defense was lacking I mean right. I it, mean, w- it was but the re- and then well basically talking to Tim Hardaway Sr in the article mm-hmm. was saying that Phil Jackson is the reason why they let him go because the Knicks organization saw something in Tim Hardaway Jr Phil Jackson didn't feel like he could fit in a triangle that stupid yeah, ass triangle. triangle yeah so if that's the reason why they let him go now I might see I, you know, yeah, I feel like they yeah. didn't let him develop. Yeah. There's still so many players on the Knicks that are not great defenders. Melo was not a great defender. No. Um, but he was worse than... 
He you was, think he was worse than Melo? Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. No, no, he, he, okay. was he, he was pretty bad. He was, he was bad. He was pretty but bad. But at least, but I feel like Melo was worse because he no. could play defense and didn't. That's why I'm saying it was worse. Uh, if you're no. skill wise, no way. Tim Hardaway is a worse defender, but no way. Melo didn't want to Back play defense, then, and he could. And I mean, this is Tim Hardaway is a rookie. This is not Tim Hardaway. No, of course. No, yes, of Back course. Then, yes. Tim Hardaway was the worst defender on the team. Yeah, like he didn't want to do no type of defense. The worst whatsoever. defender on the team. I think he was, even when even when he was trying. I feel like, it, but I think that's because, and it's something else. Uh, I think it was his conditioning. Some I was, I don't remember what article I was reading, and we're talking about that was the piece that changed the most. I think it was one of the coaches on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was like his conditioning wasn't as good as it should have been. And d- when it comes to defense, conditioning is one of the most important things. That yeah, is true. Because yeah. you're not really in control of the situation. You're reacting. Mm-hmm. And when you're reacting, you need to be, you know, your conditioning needs to be top-notch because this person, you're at really that the disadvantage on yeah, defense. Yeah, definitely. You know, so they said his conditioning was the thing. And so clearly his conditioning is much better than ours. I don't know how much weight he put on, but he's definitely been in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Tim Hardaway Sr. was saying that he believes that his son can be an all-star. Right, and the fans at Ryan and Edson have been crapping on him all the time. What? And, I'm, <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> and the fans and Ryan and Edson need to get Yo, this stuff together. Give him a chance. This is a right here in the post. It says I it mean, right. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, there might be an all-star, you know, appearance in Tim Hardaway Jr.'s future, but it's not going to be this season, though. No. I feel like, you know what? Hmm. No, not gonna be this season though. Next, yeah. about possible. I feel like if he continues to develop, yeah, I can even say as early as next season. I could see that. I could see it next because, season. You know, yeah, because even right now, his his contribution to the Knicks is clear. Now he's been taken out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he puts a lot of pressure on the on on the on defenses. He's becoming a better defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fast breaks, pulling up by the three, that's like. When he's not rushing the game, that's consistent. Mm-hmm. So I, I can, I can agree with his dad. Like, yo, he has the potential because that's what he's saying. He says he has yeah. the potential. Yeah, of he's course. He's not saying he is an all star now. He has the potential to be an all star. And mm-hmm. and here's 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 the thing that I okay that I why I think he has the potential to be an all star and ultimately will be. Mm. Um, one of the things you said. Um, he's really. If you break up this season into halves, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like his numbers would be a lot higher. Because the first part of the season when he was playing with the Knicks, rushing. he yeah. was very consistent. He was rushing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, th- the, after that, after the few weeks have gone, I feel like he's had a lot more good games than bad games. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, he figured out what he's supposed to do when he started to mix things up he started to go to hole more mm-hmm. his shooting percentage was actually really very high I think yeah. yes and I think that was the turning point for him yeah. when he realized he didn't have to pull up and take all of the three pointers you put more stress on the defense when you take it to the basket yeah, yeah. I, feel, I don't know what his numbers were but I feel, uh, but I feel like it has to be over 50 like around 50% and, when, and once you start doing as a guard, especially once you start getting to that fifty percent range, when you're taking it to the hole and just going in over and over again, that's when I'm like, all right, you, you have an elite skill that you can develop into being an all star player, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's why that's one huge reason why I think he will be an all star player. And the second thing is, um, the one thing I feel like Frank is missing that he has and KP has 
is that th- that I'm going to get you killer instinct. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That comes with I work hard. Yes. And yes. I have the skill set. That that yes. I'm going that I'm going to get you killer instinct is what I feel makes you an all-star. And even when he's not making it, he has that. The mentality is yes. always... And you can see it in his face because he be getting hard on himself. He get hard mm-hmm. on the team and start screaming at folks. Yeah. I'm like... Mm-hmm. He, he got a tech... He wasn't even playing. <laughs> but, but that's how... You know what? And so there's, a, there's so many reasons. No, because now, even in this position where he's not playing, you're starting to see him... And this was also mentioned in the, um, the article, too, as a leader and a vocal leader now, too. You know, because now he can't contribute on the court. So now he's... Helping players, oh, you missed this assignment, and he's just being a vocal leader. Um, and his dad said he's proud of you know seeing that development. So those are, I feel like those are all characteristics of an all star because that him getting a tech while he ain't even in the game mm-hmm. shows how passionate, passionate he yeah. is about yeah. it. He's like, game, yeah. I really would like Frank to get that killer instinct because Tim, oh, he has it, and he also has this ability where he learns from his mistakes. Granted, in the beginning of the season, it took him a little longer than I would have liked to learn from him, but I think once he figured out, okay, listen, this is not working, what do I need to adjust? And he does that type, those those types of things. So I feel like from season to season, we know, God willing, that his body continues to hold up, that he's going to get better and he's going to become an all-star. Because I think over the fast... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, all I was going to say is that... um. It's gonna also highly depend on the Knicks record because you know you, people get elected to the All Star game when you know based on record too. So it's like mm. you already know KP is gonna be the definite All Star selection from the Knicks in the upcoming seasons, possibly this season also. Right. But if, you know if Tim Hardaway Jr. is is to really get that All Star selection, like the Knicks are gonna have to really improve their record in the upcoming years, or he's going to have to have like a crazy season where it's like you know you can't just you just cannot deny Undeniable him. numbers, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would like to see that. I would like to see. That. I do think that in, in the midst of his injury, or you know, that mm-hmm. people were a little premature, and even in the beginning of the season, I, I just I knew he was gonna figure it out. It was just the 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 the, the fact that he was. Rushing, and we can yeah. look at his game and see, like, damn, Tim, if you just slow down, yeah, and right. let the game come to you, like, you'll be averaging at least 20 25 points a game, yeah. I knew this is what he started doing. Mm-hmm. I, I knew he would prove Edson and Ryan wrong eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, <laughs> not me, not me at all, of course not, yeah, of course, not. yeah, <laughs> yeah, you was in the minority, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, god, see, minority. Report. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I, I do feel like, you know, he doesn't want to rush this injury. And, you know, again, Tim Hardaway Sr. was stating that the type of, you know, injury that Tim has, you want to make sure you come back 110%. Like, there can't Hell be anything. Yeah. No way. Stress fractures in your legs. Like, you don't want, we do not want a Gordon, a Hayward Gordon. Oh, no we way. We do not want that. And those stress fractures can easily become that. But the, with the amount of pressure that they put on their joints, muscles, mm-hmm. bones, with the cutting, stopping, running, sprinting, yeah, that cr- can easily become worse. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder if that's a result of his work ethic. Because um, he's Bro. like ramp- ramping up. Bro. Because he was working all summer. Here's the thing. 
So my mom, my mom is also an avid Knicks fan and a basketball fan, and we always have these conversations. She's always like, "How come there's so many more injuries now than there have been in the past?" Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you might hear a little ankle here or somebody broke something it was extreme, but consistently ACLs, knees, mm-hmm. uh, even like little minor stress fractures. And again, I'm a believer that the modern workout. Uh, the modern workouts are so specific, you know, like they, they, they focus on specific muscle groups and body parts that they end up putting more stress on bodies that, you mm. know, because they, 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 they didn't have these workout yeah. techniques back then. You're mm. definitely right. And that's why they're bigger, faster, stronger and doing all these things because they're, they're so uh, uh, Specific with the with the way that they work these muscle groups, like, and it's it's actually genius, you know, how they can come up with these random exercises that they know that once they do this mm-hmm. will help them perform better on the floor. But then it's like, what is it doing to the body? And not everybody's body is built. Double edged, mm-hmm. yeah, double edged sword, man. Right. So I do think maybe it might be a result of the way that he's working out. Right. I feel like that's part of the issue with Derrick Rose. It's like it's like Goku becoming Super Saiyan God. You know, what I'm <laughs> right. right. Super Saiyan God, and you get all this strength and stuff, but your stamina <laughs> is, is cut down a lot. Right. You're not able to or, last or if in war for a long time. I just saw Dragon. Um, I just saw um, Super Saiyan. God. Uh, I just saw. I just been uh, watching Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Super it was. Good as <laughs> Dragon Ball Z reference right here. Well, Dragon Ball <laughs> Super. Well, Dragon Ball reference. Word. Period. Right. Right. Nerd alert, guys. Nerd alert. Yeah. <laughs> Ma- matter of fact, I need to catch up on Dragon Ball Super, yo. Son, this is this tight. <laughs> Man. Yeah, you know. It's Goku versus Jiren, bro. Uh-huh. Word. I need. I need then to catch up on that. He fights the from another universe. Son, it's crazy. Universe six. It's the same. And he pulls wow. off this new Super Koku. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Spoiler alerts or? <laughs> Yo, man, this is late. If you haven't seen it yet, you late, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I- I'm mad late. I know that. <laughs> I just, and I just watched it like last week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So, you know, rest up, Tim, and make sure you come back and, and be ready. Because his dad was like, if you come back and you get hurt again, like you're, you'll be you're becoming a, now a detriment to your team. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he's doing. Take care of your body. Yes. You know. and, and learn and learn your pops crossover too while you're at it. You know what? That's <laughs> my <laughs> worst idea. <laughs> but um, you know, speaking of that, in lieu of his injury, your man Lefty Mello's been showing up. Yeah. Let's oh. give it up. Let's give it up for Lefty Mello. Your favorite players. Favorite player. Be Mr. Easy. Mr. 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 Beasley, Mr. 11%. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Hornacek mentioned that, you know, he wasn't sure what Beasley role is going to be once Tim comes back. I'm actually excited about this situation because we already know what Tim can contribute. Now Beasley has got an opportunity to prove mm-hmm. that he is up there as a top scorer. And he's been saying this and Granted, the language he's been using was just a little arrogant, like KD and LeBron James. Uh, Don't know if I see that (laughs) on a consistent basis, but there are moments... I'm not going to... There are moments like the other game. I don't know, man. Sound like trying to hit my guy. Oh, that's man. See, this, like. this is exactly that's why I said like. 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 M.V. Beasley. M.V. Beasley. 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 Listen... To the listeners out there. I don't want to have to be the one to say I told you so. So I'm going to just be quiet for now. 
I do think he's a great scorer, and we're getting opportunity to see that now. So it's like when Tim comes back, how are we going to use Beasley? Um, As a secret weapon off the bench? Yeah, at this, I, at this point in time, you can't deny Beasley, man. He got to get his minutes. I feel he, I feel like he he definitely has, he has to be in a rotation now. Same way how Jared Jack, you know, when he fr- was on the chopping block beginning of the season. Oh, wait till Noah comes back. He's out of here. Mm-hmm. And then he was one of the reasons that turned the Knicks season around. Yeah. Undeniable, he is an irreplaceable piece now, so he stays. I, yeah, man. Like, I, yo, I read something on Beasley the other day. It was kind of cool. It was talking about how at one point he thought his uh, career in the NBA was going to end. He went to China. He played some mm-hmm. ball. Right. And he was balling over there. Like, you know, like Marbury was. He was dropping 30 yeah. points a game, 10 yeah. rebounds, blocking. You know, he's yeah. in China. He's doing, his, he's doing his thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to get a call back from the NBA now. Crickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crickets came. He's like, all right, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Next thing you know, he gets a call from, um, I think it was the Rockets. Mm. And he's like, he didn't, he didn't even think they was going to even call them because, you know, they were like an analytics team and they wanted to shoot threes and I'm shooting right. mid-range. And he just, from the article you got that he was just so grateful to be back in the NBA. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That he's just going to kind of like accept whatever role he has and that's mm. why that's why I don't know if you ever listened to um Michael Beasley's uh post game interviews mm. after he like drops 30 on Meadows head and then beats the Celtics single handedly right. with no help crazy <laughs> crazy <laughs> and he's like yo and he's like, he's always mad like humble like oh, yo man um just whatever role they need me to play man is the role mm-hmm. I'm going to play they need me to play 4 minutes they need me to play 40 minutes Whatever role they want me to play is the role I'm gonna play. See, and those yeah, and man, those are the types of players you need on your team, bro. Yeah, and then and then he makes comments like, um, I think when they asked him since when he's had the hot hand, he said from January 9th, nineteen eighty nine, meaning from birth. Talk, <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but right. honestly, but I mean, you have to have that. You have to know. What you can contribute, you have to. I mean, he's been saying it. Was he lying? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. He, but he, and he, listen, everybody can they can deny whatever they want to. Like, oh, okay, he's talking that we can say whatever we want. But he knew, and now he's gotten his opportunity to show it. And he, I feel like he's earned a spot in the rotation. Yeah, there's no yeah. Way. undeniable. Like if he, if when Tim comes back, he doesn't get minutes, then I'm gonna start thinking something is wrong again with the yeah. organization because. No way. No way you can't have him in a rotation. No way. Not at this point. He, just, he earned it. Especially with the Knicks needing scoring off the bench. I was just about to say, yeah. whatever defensive deficiencies he may have, and granted, last two games I've seen him blocking shots and getting in passing lanes, so he's improving, yeah. Yeah. but we need that scoring off the bench. You have to put him in the yeah. game. Yeah. Most definitely, man. I feel like at this point, um, between the Celtics game, between the Hornets game, which we lost, mm-hmm. between... Uh, the Thunder game. Yeah. This over the last five to ten games, you're just like, all right, he's earned his spot. You can't. He's not. There's no one else on the bench doing what he's doing. Yeah. And when we we brought him here for that reason, you know that's why Scott got yeah, him exactly. here. Exactly. Buckets. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and let him let him do his job, man. Just let's, just as long as he keeps playing that defense, he's had more good defensive games than bad over the last. Seven game stretch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he's had more good defensive games than bad. As long as he's still doing that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just 
Give them the burn. We need the scoring. Yes. We desperately need the scoring. Absolutely. Most definitely. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if he comes back um, next season, though, knowing that yeah, he's only have contract, one year contract. Yeah. And that's going to be, it's going to be interesting <sighs> yeah. to see what happens with that, man. Because that's, that's scoring off the bench. Because when KP was out and he wasn't doing nothing, right. Beasley, man. You stepped up. It's true. You know, um, it'll be. It's always interesting to see what moves are going to be made in the off season, especially like you have to think about what what they contributed during the season, what new pieces they may need, cap space, all those things got to be factored in. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they find a way to keep him. Most definitely, um, and he also got he also got to um take into account that. With the way he's playing this season, teams are going to definitely offer him money in the offseason. Absolutely. So if we Man. don't, you know, keep him, somebody is definitely going to find a way to we use him. We definitely have a yeah. decision between him, McDermott, and O'Quinn. Our bench situation is looking, is looking, it's like you don't know what's going to happen because O'Quinn can opt out and get more money if he really wants to. Right, mm-hmm. right. O, o, Beasley is on a one-year. McDermott, he's playing, playing well. Mm-hmm. He, he he knows well how much money he's gonna want to. Is trying to manage his cap situation next season. Yeah, yeah. And keep keep some scoring and consistency on the bench is gonna be tough. Yeah, <sighs> man. Listen. Sorry to be a downer, guys. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> it's just being a realist, man. And the yeah, thing man. is, you know, the thing that I do like, which I feel like might be in our favor, is the chemistry and the camaraderie of this unit. You know, yeah. and they may want to keep it together because they see the potential of it. So I'm hoping that that plays a factor in, yeah, especially Kyle's you know decision who he could opt out, mm-hmm. you know, staying and really trying to make a push. He yeah. really does. He could really get paid more than four million. Of course year, he can. Yeah, most definitely. Of course he can, and he knows that, and the Knicks know that. Uh, again, <laughs> it's just a matter of making his role and making him feel like his role mm-hmm. is important the Dougie, to the future. The Dougie the Dougie O'Quinn uh link up is working so I know, far. So the I Dougie cut into the hole and Kyle Hill with the passes. Yeah. Know? And even now that even now that uh Beasley's getting more Beasley and O'Quinn is starting to get some kind of thing saying. going now too. Yeah. There's so many cool little two man games that go on now on this team. It would be, it would it it would just be I feel like it would be difficult to continue the progress if you break this con- this current team up too much. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Of course, man. you got to move some pieces, but you break this team up too much, I feel like that is like taking a step backwards. Or yeah. a lot to think about, Perry. Man, a lot to think about. Yeah. Damn. You got to keep the camaraderie within the team. Keep those pieces. Consistency exactly. for the first time. Yes. Exactly. Somehow. Ain't no rosters with turnovers. None of that. Nine. No more. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. No, no more turnover. Nine, eight, nine, ten people. Exactly. Yo, like a homeland. Like who are you? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't want. We don't want that situation again. For real, yo. Nope. Got former Knicks scattered all over the damn NBA. Seriously. And doing well. Word. <laughs> Look at your man, uh, uh, Raymond Felton, doing well. Two guns. Raymond Felton. <laughs> oh God. How could anyway? <laughs> Speaking of Beasley, man, uh, you know, there's always the uh, the fun award of the Sixth Man of the Year. 
Ah. Right? We always like this 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 uh stat because these are like I guess you could consider them the unsung heroes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um you have you know your man uh uh coming off the bench a, f- a former all-star coming off the bench in Dwayne Wade uh potential six man of the year. You got Marcus Smart potential six man of the year. Uh James Johnson on Miami Heat, another potential six man of the year. But what about your man Beasley? You think you think he could be a potential six man of the year or be in the running for that? Do you think he should even be in consideration of that? Well, I mean, looking at the guys who's in front of him right now. Right. He doesn't have a chance to win it, to be honest about it, because Man, Jordan Clarkson be, on 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 a potential. Yeah. Uh and then I mean, I'm like, you look at Eric Gordon. He's averaging 19.7 points per game off the bench Great. for the Rockets. Yo, I was looking at that's Eric. ridiculous. <laughs> yo, listen, yo, I was looking at Eric Gordon's stats. That joint is fascinating. Look yes. at doing a, because he averages more threes than two. <laughs> His stats are yo. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Let me bring, let me bring out 19.7 points per game. Yo. Yeah, and then I think he also got Tyreek Evans, who's averaging like 15 points a game off the bench for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are trash though, and I think yeah, and I right. think and I think teams are gonna probably go after Tyreek Evans before the yeah. All Star break to, to strengthen their team for the playoffs. Right. He's got well, he's averaging 17.7 yeah. points per game, 5.1 rebounds, 3.4 assists per game. Yo, Eric Gordon. Off the bench. Like, these numbers yeah, are crazy. That's yo, what I'm saying. Yo, check out Eric Gordon's numbers, yo. 9.5 three points attempted per game. Damn. Off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a starter. <laughs> 5.2-pointers. Two, two per- he attempts more threes than dudes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is coach crazy. Is like, uh, uh, Dan Tony's like, you have one job. Yes, yeah, shoot them crazy. threes. It's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, too, that he because he, he only he shoots 42% from the field, which is not a good percentage. But what's his three-point percentage, though? His three-point percentage is like, let's see, three-point percentage. I think it's like decent. I don't even think it's elite. I think I remember seeing like 30-something percent. He's got to be streaky then. That's yeah, That's got to be the only reason why, like, okay, we need some quick offense. We need some quick buckets. I need, all, all I need you to do is get open, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because he shoots nine point five, but he makes three point three. So it's not like that's not yeah, like a that's that's not a, those are not, that's not an elite percentage. That's yeah, what I'm that's saying. like that, that, that's, <laughs> that's like thirty three percent. Yo, that's what bro, I'm saying. Some, on, of, some of these other guys <laughs> sneak in. If people start to really look at the numbers, maybe Tyree can sneak in. I don't know. Maybe right. you can look at the Wayne Wade and be like the Wayne Wade's had an impact on his team. Yeah, that as is soon true. As he, as, as he was moved to the point guard position, right, mm-hmm. and that's you know, and th- you know the team was more balanced out. My only thing with Dwayne Wade is, once uh, I, it comes back, oh it, yeah, yeah it, his role is gonna change. It's that absolutely going to change, <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm get a, ready. You better have a good Christmas, bro, because once January hits, your role is changing. Yeah, <laughs> man. You, you you know you know who I'm gonna feel sorry for though. Ooh. My man Jose Calderon, because he's getting minutes no, right now. It's gonna be gold with get the ideas your, back. Get your seat ready. <laughs> you got the best seat in the house, bro. <laughs> Word. Free ride. You got the best seat in the house. Oh, he... wait, 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 hold on. I think the best seat in the house goes to Derrick Rose because he's still hurt. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh my god. Yeah. 
Just said at least Jose Calderon suits up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 Nothing but love and respect to my man Derek Rose. Yes, yes. Career. Thank you. You acting evil. You oh, man. I'm this mess up. <laughs> oh, man. You acting evil, evil. Oh. <laughs> but busy to have a shot. He needs consistent minutes, damn it. Yes. yes. I mean, if he has consistent minutes, shoots a, if he shoots a better percentage than Eric Gordon, you know what I'm saying? Has okay. a better record than the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, okay. more time, the more defined role than Dwayne Wade. So these are realistic. These are attainable. Attainable aspirations. Yeah, I'm doing Johnny. I'm doing Johnny Cockin. These are right attainable now. aspirations, but. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult though. Exactly. It's okay. Realistically, I. Yeah. It's gonna be difficult. I don't know I because all these other players on that list, I'm like clear cut. I'm like, okay, I see how he could be. I see how he can be. But again, the Knicks are doing so many roster moves because of injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, when things are more settled, is his role gonna be the I'm same? Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he can't sit you. Jeff, you can't sit your favorite player's favorite player for too long, man. Give that man some minutes. He earned it. Most definitely. Are you talking about Noah? Oh. oh. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, <laughs> Everybody acted totally different, <laughs> man. <laughs> Listen, man. Let me clean this up real quick. <laughs> Listen, man. All praise and respect due to Noah. You worked very hard, and I hope you do really good for the Knicks right now. I see Noah getting in some Christmas Eve work with yeah, Brickley. absolutely. You know what? <laughs> exactly. Let's give it up for Noah getting Y'all in that here Christmas smack. Eve workout. Yeah. Noah's putting in that work with Brickley. You know? Yes, sir. Kyle Quinn's sick. He's like, my number might get called. I got to yeah, be ready. Man. Yes. Kyle Quinn has the ills right now. He's, he's, he's probable, but you never know. True exactly. that. True that. Exactly. Shout out to my guy, MVP. MVBs. Noah. Oh, Noah, oh, my God. <laughs> he brought the three-point shot in preseason. <laughs> he brought the three-point shot. I, I, mean, I mean, I like Noah, but I don't know. I, I don't know if he deserved that MVP, though. I don't know. You were sharing, you were sharing, I need to throw the videotape. You were sharing the MVP with me in, like, uh, episode... 32 or something. Well, you, well, you, what? I, I, you know what? You know what? You know what? That was when Ryan had a glimmer of hope. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that this was going to be comeback season, and clearly that's out the window. Yeah, so. Coach, coach is in the way, that's why. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not. Coach is in the way, he's in the way, Noah's in the way <laughs> of Noah's comeback. Yeah, get some bird. I'm not cheering MVP for Noah no more. It's, 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 it's clear as day the MVP <laughs> should be chanted for MVBs. That's, you know what, you're absolutely right about yes. that. MVBs, for real. Mm. I late on that you one. See, have you not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just not, I'm, listen. But you, you notice that your man ain't your man ain't talking about somebody anymore. It ain't Noah. <laughs> oh, man. 
I've lost hope for Willie at this moment in time. I, I've, I've lost hope, man, because it's like... We don't even... Is he still on the team? <laughs> I, I just don't understand. Like, bring my man down to the G League and let him play with Trey Burke, who's killing it right now. I don't understand That's why. True, I, but I don't understand why, why are they not pulling the trigger on that? I don't know. I don't know. It just makes no sense. Willie, poor... Honestly, Willie, I've actually... You know, I'm, I'm, I feel for you. I feel a little bad for you. I'm like, they, they, you know, you're just sitting there. Yeah. I, I, you know, they, and let this man play in Westchester, bro. Word. Yes. Uh, all right. So, we had the Hornets and the back-to-back with the Celtics and the Pistons. Um, I'm going to give a premature applause for that Celtics game. Um, MVP. MVBs, MVBs. <laughs> Not doing it. Um, so let's start with the... on the train. Yeah, didn't get on the train. Nah, man. <laughs> I'm done with the MTA, bro. <laughs> Inside joke, you should work for the MTA. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the Knicks won this game. Stats, man, man with the stats and the facts. Yeah. Um, what are the numbers for that game? Yeah, I'm not gonna like these stats. I'm just telling y'all from now. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is it the time yeah, where I time, ignore, time, time ignore, ignore everything you're saying? Time yeah, up, time yeah up, time because up, these are the music. yeah, these are the Hornets stats where you know <laughs> Knicks got smacked on the road in mm. Charlotte. Oh, man. Mm. And Jesus album. The Hornets were led by <laughs> Frank Kaminsky off the bench, 24 points and five rebounds. MV Kaminsky plus 18 when he was on the court. Then we had Michael Kidd Gil- Gilchrist, a guy that can't even play offense. 15 whoa, points whoa. and 10 rebounds. Ryan is pulling out the I'm still bust your ass, Ryan. Yeah, that is true. He can't be like, supposed to be Yeah. <laughs> you got a million dollars to do that every day. <laughs> For real. That's yeah. true. Then we have Marvin Williams, 12 points, 3 rebounds. Dwight Howard, 11 points, 10 rebounds, uh, and three giving, assists. Uh, I'm not even giving Where does three assists effect. come from? Three assists. He's, you know, he's, he's a shooting guard now. And then, and then this guy, Jeremy Lamb, former UConn product, nine points, eight rebounds, four assists, but he was plus 20 when he was on the Jeremy court. Jeremy Lamb got on the scoreboard yeah. with a, how much plus what? Plus 20 when Jesus he was on the court. Christ. Jesus Christ. Let him ask you. <laughs> and now we're gonna get into these um Knicks team stats. stats. Oh, okay, okay. The Knicks shot terrible from the field, forty-two percent and sixteen point seven percent from three. Wait, what? Sixteen point seven. One six. Yeah, yes. From three. Yes. They shot yes. three, three of eighteen. Absolutely. So I'm gonna give Jordan Clarkson. I'm, I'm gonna us? give sixteen <laughs> percent. I gotta give an early bro for that, bro. Yeah. Wow, sixteen! Like just stop shooting threes. Exactly. No, no, no. They didn't. They didn't. They, they didn't. They, I mean, they didn't take a lot, but they only hit three out of eighteen. Yeah, they don't normally take that's, a lot. But yeah. Horrible. St- stop shooting them. At eight, even at three for eighteen, that's crazy, bro. And the NBA got to shoot them. That's the yeah. problem. Just, also, an NBA got to make them. <laughs> okay. <right. laughs> exactly. And then on top of that, the Hornets shot forty nine percent from the field and forty five percent from three. They out-rebounded the Knicks 54 to 47. Yeah. More ball movement, 30 assists to 21. Outscored yeah. the Knicks in the paint 52 to 46 and had more points on the fast break, 15 to oh. 8. I think I'd rather listen to the, MB- the Eminem album. <laughs> 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 I 
Damn, well, the cam response to Mace. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. There's some terrible stats. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm out with Beyonce, so... I don't even, I don't, I don't even know... Yeah. You got an analysis of that? I mean, like, I don't even know um, what to... Let me see. I don't have it written down here. Uh, uh, I mean, oh, oh anna- wait. It's wait, all wait, trash. Wait, wait hold up, hold up. I forgot the Knicks stats that game. Uh, I skipped straight to I immediately did that. Oh, well... I mean, go for it. You yeah, might as well go for yeah, it. Yeah, I might as well because... Oh, God. I really just want to shout out Beasley. 23 points, 9 rebounds. MVB. And, and, and that's about it. So, Jay, go go to get to your analysis. I mean, all right. Um, let's see. When I analyze, I'll just... Analyze. This is all bullshit. That's my analysis. Nick's <laughs> <laughs> lose. That's the analysis. Yeah. I would just talk about... Um, uh, you know, you're supposed to respect the shooter, so there's no respect on his team because everybody shot horribly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baker, 0 for 4. Uh, Jesus Christ. Lee, 1 for 8. Ah. Dermot was not uh, dug in. Yeah, yeah, he left the Dougie. Yeah, I can't even play at that. At home. Yeah, no, yeah, don't, don't, don't play that. Don't even, no, no, no Cali swag today. Yeah, nah. Um, <laughs> nah. Wrong district. Lance, <laughs> Lance Thomas, two for nine. Um, pretty much everybody who was not a big man really sucked. So pretty much we could have gotten out there and maybe had a better chance I, of having I, a, a I could admit, percentage. I could maybe could shot one or two, maybe. One, of, one or two of those. Yeah, there's a, there's a fundamental problem with our... Our guards shooting three pointers away from home. They just seem to I be completely different person. Completely different player. Completely. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if it's concentration. It's both of those. I don't know if there's a lot of women in Charlotte that distracted them. I don't know. <laughs> when, I, when I see stuff like that, right? Oh, who are the teams that play well away? Um. Well, obviously you got Cleveland. Right. You have Celtics. Right. You have Warriors, right? Rockets, and now what are the one thing that all those teams have in common? Great veteran players that know how to play on the damn road and <laughs> mental toughness. Yes, yeah. which, which which I think those go hand in hand. Yeah, right. Because there's no way that you can score that well on the same two back. The the height ain't different mm-hmm. in another arena. It's not different. Yeah. And you can score on that same basket at home, and if you go out on the road, you can't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with that. And it's like it's like a focus because again, we can't um, discredit the effect that the crowd has on the game. Mm-hmm. Can't discredit that. The noise level's different. Yes. The York, energy's different. New York is a different beast. You know it's what I'm saying? Beyond, they are a six man. Right. Yeah. But I think you know, and and I'm sure. I mean, it, the probably only other comparable one would probably be either Boston or L. A. Arena wise, but I'm sure like teams like OKC, like those those fans back their team. So mm-hmm. I'm, I guess anytime you're on the road, you're at a disadvantage with the crowd noise and the energy level. But mental toughness is not getting too high or too low, and being focused on the task at hand, and you being unfocused because of outside things shows a lack of mental toughness. And like you said, those teams have veterans who know how to win. And can foster that environment yeah. of a mentally tough team. And mm-hmm. speaking of mental toughness, um, we there was a lot of problems mentally during that game. We missed a lot of open shots that we usually make. We missed a lot of layups. Cantor was missing, even missing layups, and missed a couple of free throws. Lack of focus. And and you know, Cantor is like one of our leading three. Uh, he's the leading field goal percentage. Yeah, three point, three point, not. 
<laughs> free throw shooter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Beasley, as good as he's doing offensively, I feel like he had a lot of problems defensively with picking rolls and just kind of finding Kaminsky because Kaminsky came in. He damn. I think he didn't even miss in the first half. Destroy. Yo. Yeah. He, he didn't. Yeah. I think it, crazy. It was. It was insane. There was a lot of things happening in that game. Mm-hmm. And um, Dwight Howard. That the White Howard is just big, man. Yeah. They posted the hell out of him. Just, he got deep post position a lot. And um, Cantor couldn't really neutralize him mm. when he got deep post position. And that po- deep post position kind of opened up a lot of things for him, for them. <laughs> and um, you know what, too? I wasn't even sure if Pat- Cantor's back seemed out of whack still that game. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it, it looked like it. It looked like he was still a little behind. You know? Yeah. Again, I appreciate his warrior spirit, but... I don't know, man. Let Noah get in the game. I felt yeah. like a lot of... I mean, I felt like um, he was not able to get the boards he usually gets because he, he had to battle the white. And the first time he played the Hornets, he had a lot of success shooting a little, a lot of shoot short jumpers. Right. And I don't know. He didn't really take that many this time. So, And <sighs> even our defensive unit, our second guy, our second unit, they're really good at defense and usually. Mm-hmm. And they just... I don't know, man. They, they couldn't get anything together. Frank... Even Frank... Um, he 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 took his eye. He lost his. Um, I don't know. He was guarding. I think it was Michael Kidd Gildred. He he beat him a few times back door. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Ron Baker was getting beat. Like our defensive guys weren't really defensive. doing their usual thing. Yeah, <laughs> ma- really ma- defensive. Matter of fact, I think it was my Michael Carter Williams. Michael Carter Williams. Yeah, mm. I'm sorry, Michael Carter Williams. Michael. Mm. Oh, I'm good for messing up a name or two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, enough of that. Yeah. On to the Celtics game. Yes, yes, yes. The one game this week that Knicks fans could be proud of. MVP. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and you know, since this was a big win for the Knicks, no Celtics stats shall be read. Oh, turn them in them out more. <laughs> yes, the, the Knicks won 102 to 93. And of course, the star of the game was MVBs. Thirty-two points. Get him. Twelve rebounds. Beasting. Plus eighteen when he was on the court. Jeez. We like moves. Yes, and then we had Enos Cantor, fourteen points and ten rebounds. Okay. Double double. Then we had Jared Jack. He wasn't really passing the ball much. Two assists, but he had 12 points and five rebounds. Okay, now we can take that. And we had Courtney Lee, who also contributed with 12 points and four rebounds and three assists. Nice. (laughs) And this game, I want to actually shout out the bench production because it was really the bench that got the Knicks back into this game. Yes, sir. Mm. Dougie McDermott, plus 14 when he was on the court. (laughs) Kyle, plus 10 when he was on the court. What? Beard, beard. The French Prince was plus 13 when he was on the court. (laughs) And I also want to big up the French Prince because some of that divas he played on Kyrie Irving. Oh my God. Bring in. Yes. The French locked up. Exactly. And then <laughs> the Ron, French D. And then, and then Ron Baker. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. <Bruh. laughs> <laughs> 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 Defense guy. Grow up, guys. <laughs> 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 High school. 
<laughs> and then, you know, I'm going to give Ron Baker his props, too. I mean, he didn't score no points, but it was plus seven. He was on the court, and he also contributed to the Knicks coming back in the game also on the defensive end. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he played good team defense. Yes. Yeah, and I'm going to get to the stats now. Team stats. I thought he had some shots, too. The, okay. the Knicks held the Celtics to 38% shooting. Yes. Clank. Yes. The Knicks also shot 45.6% from the field at 57.1% from three-point range. 8 of 14. Okay, now those are those are the numbers <laughs> I like to hear. They also killed the Celtics on the board 60 to 45. Of course. Cancer effect. Exactly. Yes. Plus O'Quinn. Exactly. And they outscored the Celtics in the paint 40 to 24. What? Cancer effect. Word, word, word. Um, let's see. First thing I have to say about this game is uh, KP really sucked this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Zero of 11 shooting Th one point. Yes. One point. So I would like to take a sidebar. Um, well, do you think we're not premature? I mean, I still feel like he's going to have an all-star season. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta, I, I, let me preface this by saying yeah. he was injured before. Right. He did not play during the Hornets game. Right. This was his mm -hmm. first game back. Mm, okay. Yeah. And never mind then. Read the stats. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> wait a podcast or two to to, to make that comment. But and he yeah. was I felt like KP was in the zone before then, like the Brooklyn and the Lakers. Yes, because game. Mm -hmm. it was, he was getting Yeah, he was like and then he got hurt. He was he was he was Goku. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with I'm gonna chill with that reference for a minute. But yeah, he was in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But um let's see. So um Jared Jack really carried this team in the first quarter. I felt like he did a lot of his scoring damage in the first quarter. Okay. And um you know what? Celtics were definitely missing Jalen Brown because mm -hmm. he wasn't playing that game. Also, the Celtics played a game the <clears throat> night before. Mm. Oh, yeah, they did. So we got him at a pretty good time. Um, the game was interesting. There was a point in the game we were up 13-2 to two in the first yeah. quarter. We was putting the shellacking on him. And I was like, is this happening? And he just knew it was a matter of time before the Beast woke up. Mm -hmm. And the Beast, I'm talking about is uh, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Kyrie Irving eventually woke up and started scoring in bunches. Um, Jeff, knowing his team, he started uh, Courtney Lee on Kyrie at first. Right. Pretty smart move. Um, it worked for a minute. Maybe he was just wasn't being as aggressive at first, but once he started getting aggressive, that that Courtney Lee on yeah, Kyrie change, thing didn't, didn't even matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it was interesting. Um, but when the second unit came in, it was second unit did pretty good when he came in the game. Um, but Kyrie, I think Ron Baker was on Kyrie at that point, and Kyrie was mm -hmm. eating him up. So it was really much the Kyrie show for the, for the first quarter and the second quarter. And then. And then the third quarter came, and by the half time, half time ran, ran around. It was like a tie game. Right, it was close. It was pretty close, and then Kyrie still kept going in during that third quarter, and taking over. But um, third quarter is when it was Beasley time, though. That's when MVB Beasley, Beasley time. Yes, yes, and he was he was doing his damn thing. He took over the game definitely, and um, but also Frank, right. Mm-hmm. That's what I want, yeah. Yes. Defensively on Kyrie. Yeah, Frank defensively on Kyrie, I feel like is when 
things started to change in that third and fourth quarter. And good kudos to Jeff for having his pulse on the game and keeping Frank and Beasley in the game and having them finish it off. Because yeah. ever mm-hmm. since then, buckets were hard to come by. And yeah. that Frank, Ron Baker, Beasley, O'Quinn... And McDermott, right? McDermott combo was killing the Celtics, man. Yeah. Killing them. And Frank was, Frank was stopping... Uh, Kyle all by himself a few times. There was a play where uh where McDermott switched on to Kyle, and Kyle was like, "Oh, I got a break now." <laughs> and McDermott was like, "Nope." <laughs> and McDermott shut him down. Look, so, man, the growth that McDermott's showing is pretty yeah, good. So nice, yeah. pretty good, really nice team win. This game, uh, Lance Thomas was hitting the shots this game. Kyle Quinn was in his shots. He was playing great defense. Everybody just did well that game, man. Everybody pulled their weight. Mm-hmm. Great team win. And Beasley was just beasting. Definitely. Yes, sir. Couldn't stop that, man. Earning his 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 minutes in the rotation once Timmy gets yes. back. Yes. And uh, even our guy, Frank Nilakina, hit a couple of nice, um, big momentum-keeping threes mm-hmm. towards in the fourth quarter when the game got tight. Yeah. So he's... he's I want to know what Frank's shooting percentage is now from three. He's definitely growing up you know, right in front of our eyes. Like, uh, you know, you can see the improvement. Yeah, matter of fact, um, the most recent blog I wrote on Frank Nilakina. Mm. matter of fact, guys, um, check that out on the um, nickatimeshow.com. Word. Yes. Um, I actually um, calculated his stats for, like, in December's three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Now, this is before, I think, the games this week. But for the month of December, he was shooting 44% from three-point range. That's insane. That is elite level. And I think before all this started happening, I'm like, yo, he's going to be an elite three-point shooter, and he's going to be able to not I'm about to down say, people you, down. You called that yep. in, like, summer mm-hmm. league. Like, you I were, called it. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know. Because that was one of the things I feel like they looked at when they were scouting. Mm-hmm. Was how... Easily, he was scoring from outside, and he came in the league. Of course, he had an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, now now that thing is starting to fall, and I feel like it's gonna get more consistent. Yep. <laughs> he's gonna be a sniper. Now he's just. I was like, I, you also called that he's gonna struggle taking the ball to the hole at yes. first. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what's happening right now too. But yeah, it's gonna come along, man. It's gonna come around. It's gonna come around. All right. The Pistons game. Uh, yeah, this game was um disappointing. Yeah, but it was disappointing because we 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 had we had that game. Yes, Nick should have won. That game, man. And now I'm gonna get to the Pistons stats. So Jay, you probably want to cover your ears. Okay, all right. Eminem track two. Yeah. So um, well, actually, <laughs> actually, Eminem would be the perfect rapper to listen to because we're to, we are talking about the Pistons. So for the Pistons, first of all. All five starters had double-digit points. They were led by Nick Killer, Tobias Harris. 24 points, five assists, and three rebounds. They had um, Andre Drummond had 18 points and 15 rebounds. Bullock, whose man's is this because I don't know who he is. (laughs) 14 points and six rebounds. Who are you? 14. Oh, God. Tolliver, 12 points and three rebounds. How much points Tolliver had? Huh? How how many points Tolliver had? 12 points and three rebounds. 
Um, they, Reggie Jackson had a pretty modest game. 10 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds. And still they won. Almost a double-double, double, double 8 assists. Exactly. And then off the bench, they had Stanley Johnson, the young dude. 12 points, 3 rebounds. And they also had um, Ish Smith. 10 points and 4 assists and 4 rebounds off the bench. That's crazy. <sighs> now I'm going to get to the Knicks stats. KP... Great comeback game, but um the field goal shot twenty eight field goals though to get twenty nine points. Crazy. Yeah, but he also had nine rebounds, two assists. Okay. Actually plus thirteen he was on the court too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that last quarter had a lot to do with it. Right, that's about okay. Yeah. yeah. Enos Cantor twenty defense too. Yeah. Enos Cantor twenty two points, sixteen rebounds and three assists. Wow. Okay. Three blocks too. Oh my. Cantor Cantor was a beast that game, man. Cantor was probably the. Was this the game where you said they was he was the team for a lot? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, this is the game. Yeah, Courtney Lee had sixteen points, four assists, and five rebounds. These are decent numbers. Yeah, those are shooting numbers though, because I remember his shooting was really weird that game. Yeah, he has. He shot six of fifteen. Matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Plus 12 when he was on the court, though. I mean, pretty much the big minuses came from the bench. I was about to say, it has to be the bench because these numbers are the numbers you want from your starters. Yeah, exactly. McDermott, 10 points off the bench, but minus 17 when he was on the court. Yeah. Kyle Quinn, minus 19 when he was on the court. Oh, no. Beasley, minus 18. Um, yeah. How many points did he have? He, he didn't he, have a good yeah, game. Yeah, he, okay. he only had six points. Okay. And um, who else? Ron Baker minus fifteen when he was on the court. That that was a that was an away game. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And now I'm gonna get to the team stats. Okay. In this game, the Knicks only went to the line six times, compared to twenty 20- total. Yeah, they only for four went quarters. Six times. Wow. While the Pistons went to the line twenty five times. Yep. Um. And well, um, I guess you know what. Uh, I just don't like making this excuse with the back-to-back, but one, it was back-to-back, and it was a way... This is a bad combination. I mean, that's why we called it a loss last week. Yeah, no, I know. know. (laughs) And also, the Knicks were out-rebounded 61-50. to Yeah. And, um... Wait, no, matter of fact... My fault. The Knicks out-rebounded the Pistons 61-50. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was wondering about that because I'm like, my mom was like, Enos Cantor was a beast. He almost, I know he's got close to 20 yeah. rebounds. Maybe 60. Yeah, exactly. And matter yeah. of fact, Knicks had a lot of stats in their favor, but this is this is the stat that really stood out to me. The Pistons had more easy basket opportunities because they outscored the Knicks on the fast break 15-0. to oh, So we didn't have any fast break points. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. Now, um... Not a lot of turnovers in that means. This game was weird. It was a scrappy. I feel like Enos Cantor erased a lot of our mistakes. Uh, yes. In the yes. first quarter. Yes. So yes. half the reason why we were in the game in that first quarter was because of Enos Cantor because KP he was still off. Mm-hmm. He shot horrendously in that first quarter. Yeah. Um. Old Man Tolliver. You remember Old Man Tolliver? Uh, <laughs> old Man River Moves. Yes, Old Man Tolliver. Old Man Tolliver was put on KP um, on the last Detroit game. KP was going off in that Detroit game, and he was up like 20-something points. Yeah. yeah. Old Man Tolliver came in the game, shut down KP Wisdom. in that game. Wisdom. You can't beat it. Yeah. yeah. The coach remembered that, put Old Man Tolliver on KP in the beginning of the game. Smart. 
Yep. Very smart move. And um, even though KP gave him the stanky leg, leg, leg yeah, later, later. later. <laughs> KP uh, figured, like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> KP figured him out like too late, or maybe he, maybe it was just more like the shot started falling too late. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so that was a lot of the problem. And then some of that problem too was KP still has that problem guarding the stretch fours where he tries to help a little bit too much and Taba hit a couple of easy, easy threes buckets. in that first few quarters. Mm-hmm. He started missing at the at the second, but yeah. Um, but we were in the game because Cantor was offensive rebounding. Even KP was a little doing some rebounding in that first quarter, and that kept us in the game. Even though we were we were down like four or five, but then the second unit came in, and that it was it was a wrap. Um, I felt like they were they they were playing good defense, mm-hmm. but they couldn't score. Mm. And when Beasley wasn't hitting, it was a wrap. Damn. Yeah, it was like it was like Beasley wasn't hitting. Then it was like okay, mm-hmm. Frank hit a couple of shots, but then Frank caused two turnovers. That was like from him just being not aggressive enough. So he went to the hole a couple of he went to the hole right, mm-hmm. and he does this thing where he goes to the hole and he doesn't even look for a shot. I feel like Frank is too nice. I feel like Frank is too nice at times, and I mean too nice like, of course, as a point guard, you want to think pass first, but. In order to create those opportunities, you need to attack the defense. Right. Yeah. And he kind of is, maybe nice isn't the word I'm looking for, tentative. Mm-hmm. Tentative. And, you know, he doesn't have, like, that. you said that, that killer instinct that Timmy had. He didn't have that yet. Now, let, let me say this. Because during the Celtics game, Celtics game, Frank, he dribbled more in that Celtics game than I ever remember him doing. Like, he broke down... The defense with his handles and this, more need, times in that Celtics game. That's what we need, Frank. Than I've mm-hmm. ever seen him play this entire year. We need you to do that consistently. Now, bro. a lot of times during that Celtics game, though, he would break down the defense and then dish, mm-hmm. and it worked that game. This game, he broke down the defense, and at this time, he didn't need to dish. He needed Score. to drive. He he would and. It didn't happen this game. He he got two turnovers just because he broke down a defense like he's supposed to, but then he t- he look turned around look for a pass and there was no pass available. He should have got to get your get your bu- get your buckets, yeah. bro. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that ab- about Frank. Everybody else was just breaking, and <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everybody else was just breaking, and we didn't have the the cancer to get those offensive rebounds like we did. We had O'Quinn who tried, but it, right. it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jeff put the starters back in after the second unit kind of lost the lead for us. Mm-hmm. And it was all she wrote. And um, starters did fight back. KP yeah. got hot. Right. We took the lead. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It got a little exciting. KP all of a sudden started to get hot. Uh, Corey Lee started making some few shots. But mm-hmm. um, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't. The last, the last quarter, man, the last few plays, I know Ryan wants to talk on that. Yes, they called the jitters. <laughs> and and I mean anybody who's listening right now, please direct the Knicks players to what I'm about to say right now. Because, oh lord! Because this just is, tag, just I don't know if you want to do that. I don't Exa- know, exactly. <laughs> they might listen to the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> because what I'm what I'm gonna say right now is very important. <clears throat> to me, it seems like the Knicks are a lion when they're at home. But they're a cat when they're on the road. You start need to stop reading all these damn memes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why I say that because when they're at home, they're so comfortable. 
So it's like, oh, you know, we have the fans behind us. You know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, you know, protect this lead, execute our plays, not rush anything, and be good. But when they're on the road now, it's like they get nervous. You know, and they're like, you know what? Let me just throw up these shots. You know, let me not run the offense and just force shots and see if they go in or not. Because right. in that game, KP was playing well that game in the fourth quarter. He was knocking down shots, taking his time and everything. But once it got under a minute, what does KP do? He takes a shot from the perimeter quickly when he when there was still time to run off that clock hmm. and misses the jumper. And then later on in the game, when the that's Knicks... because had, he hit two consecutive right before. That's probably why. Yeah, but I think he took that shot a bit too quickly, though. Yeah. And he, I think he rushed that shot also. And then later on he in the game, Courtney Lee, where the, where the Knicks had a chance to really try to win the game, I think Courtney Lee went to the basket way too quickly. Ah, uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, like, I feel like the Knicks should have ran a play. To get a good shot off of that. Yes. I was thinking the same thing. At that point, we had around 23 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely should have got a pick and roll action between Corey Lee and KP at that section. We had, yeah. We had Bullock on him. I guess Bull- I guess Corey Lee thought he had him beat. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Just pick and roll with KP at the three. Make them choose. Make them make a decision. And exactly. Have yeah. Exactly. So, since we got 23 seconds left. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Yeah, man. yeah, and and and, and, I, and I'm like the Knicks need to. I I don't want to be so rough, but the Knicks need to grow some balls on the damn road. Oh <laughs> man, gosh, you know what it is, and and we spoke about mental toughness, right? They don't honestly. They really shouldn't even. I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but they really shouldn't even feed off the Knicks, the New York energy. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm saying that is this. If their main reason for being successful in the garden is because of the energy and the fans, mm-hmm. when that's removed, then you have your record on the road. But if that is not a factor at all, because mm-hmm. you can't control the response of the fans. If you've seen the Detroit uh, picture of the people in the Detroit stands, there was no people. There was seats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you saw a lot of red. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. So it's like, when you remove the energy of the crowd, then what do you have? So it's like, don't even factor that into how well you play because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what they're doing they're feeding off the energy of the crowd as any team would Most definitely mm-hmm. you know but don't really fact that into the I, you know what I bet you I could probably bet money if I could have a conversation with either Kobe or Michael they don't give a damn exactly whether the crowd is behind them or not they're gonna play their game so when on a road it's the same situation they've tuned out all the outside noise and focusing on the task in hand Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's... And so that's where... And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm saying this about Coach Phil Jackson. This is where his strength was with that Zen stuff that he does. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. He's a good coach, not a good GM. Right, as I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, Coach Phil Jackson was good in that aspect where he had, you know, his Zen thinking and... and yoga and meditation and think because it helps keep you focused mm-hmm. on the task at hand. You know, when he came to the Knicks, as a GM, all that, you know, hocus pocus or what people call it, is not gonna fly because you're the GM, no one's really listening to you in that position. Yeah, I mean Mello was falling asleep during the meditation. Exactly. Session. Right. Yeah. <laughs> head, head back, tongue out like Homer yeah. Simpson. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna fell asleep during the Zen moment too. 
Listen, but honestly, <laughs> when you're in those moments, it's, I mean, yoga, you definitely lends itself to that. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, there was a story that came out by, uh, by Ian that said... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that uh, Phil Jackson used to regularly have meditation sessions with the team, and some people kind of joked at last. Some people took it seriously. They didn't take it too seriously. And Melo was one of them. Fell asleep, <laughs> <laughs> snoring, head back. You know, but again, you know, again, I can't blame him for the way he was dealing with things because of, you know, chatty patty Phil. Was, yeah, he was comfortable. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> It is now that time of the show. You know what time it is? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think so. Two thirty. Wait. Yeah. Ooh. Actually, eleven twenty-five. Oh, it's early. Ooh. <laughs> 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 it's time for the ooh picks. Oh man. I mean, I don't want to say this week was hard. Was it hard to find? This is a Cali Possibles here today. Yeah, it's yeah. called Possible. These are this is definitely a, a possible heavy ooh yeah. week because you know there was not it wasn't there really, wasn't really many definite oohs like not yeah. Too flashy, yeah man. But um, yeah. all right, who wants to go first? Uh, I got my ooh pick. Oh, all right. Well, Ryan is ready. Okay. <laughs> Now, my pick isn't going to go to a specific play, per se. Okay. But it's okay. going to go to a specific player. Community, ooh. Okay. Yeah. A player. Be- because, right, no because I have Gotta to be. praise his work in that game. Mm-hmm. The French Prince gets my ooh pick for this week. Ah, 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 ah. Because I want to reference his defense on Kyrie Irving. There was a there was a time in the game, I think it was either, it was in the second half, mm. where... Kyrie Irving was facing him up, and he put his hands so deep in Kyrie's pockets. <laughs> he he forced Kyrie to travel, but the referee did not call it because because right. Kyrie moved his pivot for like a good two three times because Frank was so deep in his wow. pocket. Wow! And then there was another time when he forced Kyrie's sideline. And Kyrie had nowhere to go, and he bounced the ball off of McDermott's leg and caused us and caused Kyrie to turn over the ball. Yeah. And I feel like his defense on Kyrie in that game was so essential to the Knicks coming back and winning that game. Oh, that's a good who pick. That's a good one. It's an inspirational pick. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frank. Yes. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, you, uh, what's your who pick, Jay? All right. Let's see. I guess I'll leave. I'll leave you. I'll leave you the easy one. Which one? Is, all right, listen. I'll leave. You, I mean, I got. A, I got. I actually have a couple. You have a couple. Yeah, no. So, so I can you, take it. You can go for it. Yeah. All right. My old pick goes to my man who went zero for eleven during the Celtics game, <laughs> uh, but he turned. He. He didn't shoot that well in the Detroit game, but you know what? He had a ooh-worthy moment in this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end of the game, my man, old man, River slash Tolliver was guarding. <laughs> and he was doing a pretty good job. But then, uh, you know what? KP got a little bit hot, mm. and Tolliver got a little bit panicky. Uh-oh. And a little bit jittery. Uh-oh. And a little bit shaky. Uh-oh. And he started to react to every little movement. <laughs> <laughs> and P.P. got the ball from the point guard on the left side. 
He looks at the basket. He sees old man Tolliver moving at <laughs> top speed. <laughs> <laughs> which which is not very fast. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Master Roshi from Dragon Ball Z. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, boy. He was moving at top speed. <laughs> KP sees him at the corner of his eye. He's like, you know what? I'm going to drive left. Oops, never mind. I'm not. I'm going to just give him this jab. (laughs) (laughs) Old man Tolliver thinks he's going to drive. He skates by KP like he's in the the Winter Olympics. (laughs) Has one hand in the air. (laughs) Trying to maintain his balance. (laughs) And one hand touched the floor. And one knee on the floor, like the Winter Olympics, like, you know he's speed skating. The nah, he, yeah. he, he, he almost, he yeah. almost looked like your man Chris Paul when when, when Steph Curry hit him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> help me. <Okay>. Yes, <laughs> that man needed some help, ladies and gentlemen. He, he was, he was in trouble. That uh, was, that was the, that was the hardest jab step I ever. Metal shed a tear. Yeah. <laughs> I know he did. Oh, Met- I saw Melo cry when he hit the jab. Step. Like, I taught I you well, my son. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> my son. Oh, that jab step was mean, yeah. boy. Hit him with the jab, and then he also hit him with the jumper. Oh, do the stanky leg. Exactly. Yo, your man was. <laughs> man. His balance was a non factor in that skates, play. Uh, <laughs> and then try to get up and have the wobble after. Right. Oh, uh, boy. You got hit. The yeah, skate man. and the wobble? That's the double. Yeah. Exactly. Alright, I have I have I had like two possible ones, but you know what? I think you gave Frank one. I could hold off on that. Um this one's gonna be for actually for Beasley. It's gonna be for Beasley. MVBs. MVBs. But it was actually his defense against uh Michael Kidd Gilchrist mm. in that uh, uh the Charlotte game. There was two instances where Michael Gilchrist, I guess, uh, fake left and drove to the basket and was trying to rise up on Beasley. Still I rise. Rejected! Oh, <laughs> once. They go back and forth again. You know, Beasley will score here. Michael, K, you know, kick Gilchrist will score over here. And then he tried it again. He tried almost the same thing, but tried to go straight up the middle and was driving on Beasley, trying to rise up again and... Rejected! By your man. I'm not going to call him no MV Beasley, but uh, he, he was he was definitely doing his thing defensively, so I'm going to give him the ooh this week oh. for that. He's still on top of him, too. Yeah. He's hating Beasley, don't worry. Nah, listen, I like Beasley's game. MV Beasley's. MV Beasley's. MV Bruh. One for Ryan G. Bruh. One for G. That's the haters, bro. That's the haters, bro. Don't worry. Speaking of the... Bruh. We are now coming to that segment of the show. Yeah. Don't worry, Ryan. I'm going to download some app. I'm going to have my own sound effects. Oh. <laughs> Y'all might not be able to hear it good. He's going to put it up to the microphone. <laughs> Where's my phone? Oh, man. Um. Okay. Just, I think I have two. What was the game where the Knicks had 16% shooting um, three? That was um, Hornets. Bruh. Bruh picked for 16% <laughs> for, for, for the field for three. What, the, what is that? Uh-huh. Um, the next Bruh pick that I have, though, was on a miscommunication, I guess, between Courtney Lee and Enos Cantor 
in the it was the Charlotte was that the Charlotte game too? I think so. I don't remember. Okay, well, I think it was the Charlotte game. There was a game they were playing a team, and uh, I think it was the Charlotte game though. And Courtney Lee comes up on the right side, and then passes the ball. I guess it was the ball. He was passing the ball to Cantor. Cantor, I guess, wasn't wasn't <laughs> sure, <laughs> or maybe he thought somebody else was behind him, and he ducked out of the way of the pass. <laughs> And I don't know why I found this so funny. I'm like, yo, he just ducked out of the way of the pass. <laughs> oh, easy Charlotte turnover. <laughs> it was just... Bruh. Even if you think it's not for you and the ball is that close to your head where you have to duck, grab the ball. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. It was, that's just one of the craziest plays that I've seen. I was like, okay, they're going to lose this game. <laughs> uh, all right. Who's next up? Oh, I'm I'm going next. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right because Brumman always got like ten. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, leave me one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my bro pick goes to uh, a guy who's done really good this year. Um, people were crapping on him. They wanted him to be to be replaced right. by Mark Jackson, and he's done well. And I'm talking about my guy Jeff Hornacek. Oh, the yeah. coach. Yes. What? Jeff Hornacek. The Pistons game. Mm. I don't know what was happening, what was going through his mind, but there was a point in the game when the game was really close. Right. And he decided, I don't remember who he took out. I think he took out Beasley in the last 40 seconds and puts in Ron Baker. Yeah. Hmm. For offense? I don't know. Oh. What? Wow. And that was... Wait, you said he took out Beasley. I think he took out Beasley. I remember. And correctly. put in Ron Baker for offense. And put in Ron Baker, who then, with the game on the line, drives sideline, baseline to the basket, and causes a crucial turnover. Crucial. That caught, yeah, with 40 seconds left in the game. Yeah. Bruh. And I don't understand why you throw in Ron on offense at this point. Yeah. Wow. That is what you call an anomaly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't. I, just, I. I didn't get. He didn't. It's not like he played like a whole lot of minutes. He was part of that second unit. He was getting blown out, um, during the first quarter. He didn't play a lot of minutes. So I didn't. I just. I was confused. That was a pivotal yeah, moment in a bad. The mo- that's not the moment you put Ron Baker in for offense. That was a bad yeah. coaching decision. I don't. Under, I didn't understand it. Yeah, um, let's just go ahead and give me one for that. Co- just... Coach um, Hornacek, explain yourself, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ron had, like, I think he had Jared Jack open for three in the corner here, and he decided to try to jam in a pass for a cutting. A, I, don't, I don't remember who was cutting. It might have been O'Quinn or somebody. I don't remember. Or maybe it was a canter. Mm. But he should have passed it to Jared Jack in the corner. But he shouldn't have been in the game at all. <laughs> <laughs> he said, forget Pat. You just you shouldn't have been. You shouldn't have been in the game. Word. Wow, interesting. That's that's your last. That's that's the only. Oh, that's it. Right? I'm good. Okay, cool. All right. I'll tap out. <laughs> <laughs> We've now opened up the floor for Brumman from the fifth floor. Yeah, man. Well, my bro picks. You saw a couple of them on Shaq and the Fool. I, I guess me and Shaq were thinking on the same <laughs> line. But um, my first bro pick goes to former Nick Great Langston Galloway. Not Langston Galloway. Yes, Langston. <laughs> yes, D. Langston Galloway. Oh, man. Against the Mavericks, 
he rose up for a three-pointer. Okay. Okay. And, you know... You know, you know, like when sometimes, you know, people decide in midair, you know, like, you know, I'm taking a shot, but you know what? I'm going to pass it instead. Yeah. So he goes up for the three-pointer, and I guess he decides at the last minute, you know what? I'm going to just throw this pass. Ends up being an air ball out of bounds. Oh. Okay. Okay. Bruh. Who are you passing to? <laughs> exactly. The second bruh pick, which was on Shaq and the Fool, is Lonzo Ball. Um, really? Yeah, because, um, you know... When you you know when you, when your teammates on the floor you know you rush over and you know help your teammate up right yeah so Kuzma was on the floor you know was waiting for teammates to come get him <laughs> Lonzo Ball comes running and he slips and busts his ass <laughs> bruh <laughs> <laughs> so now you need help too yeah <laughs> somebody <laughs> help us out <laughs> that was for Nas. Oh, yeah, yeah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they shooting, Major. <laughs> My next brother goes to Sam Cassell. Sam, Sam Cassell? Yeah. Good that they dust the cobwebs off and find him. <laughs> well, he, he's one of the coaches of the um, Los Angeles Clippers. So, apparently, against the Wizards, okay. he was shouting out instructions to the team, and he was all the way on the court. Basically at the three-point oh. line. Nah. Uh, yeah, on the sideline. He was on the court. He was open. So, you know. <laughs> Did they pass the ball and he so a flashback? So one of the teams, so one of the guys on the Clippers thought, well, he's a rookie. He spots someone in the corner. He's like, yo, that guy look familiar. You look like a teammate. So he passes it to the corner and Sam Cristel catches it while he's at the three-point line. Oh. <laughs> Does he shoot it? He didn't shoot it. I, I wish he did, but he should have. So you get, a, you, get a, you get a bruh for being on the court. Bruh. You get a bruh for catching the pass. Bruh. And you get a bruh for not shooting it because you got uh, the ball in your hand already. Exactly, yo. <laughs> oh, my God. You got that rookie stats, man. <laughs> That's an assist right there, bro. Exactly, yo. Another bruh pick goes to your man's LeBron James. Oh, I'm interested to hear oh, this. I don't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> also against the Wizards. So apparently, um, off a rebound, LeBron, you know, LeBron's usually decisive, you know? He usually knows what to do with the ball, but he wasn't decisive now. Okay. So he got the ball, and he wanted to pass the ball out, but he saw that his teammate wasn't open. Okay. So he brought the ball back. It took like three, four steps, traveled. Ref ain't called nothing. But then he finally passes the ball, he gets the ball back again. Wants to pass the ball. Teammate is covered. Takes four or five steps. Ref finally calls traveling on him on the second time around. And, and LeBron was crying. And he gets mad. <laughs> he, did, he did cry this time, surprisingly. Oh, he, he did it twice. Yeah, he yeah. did it twice. <laughs> Yo, he man's crazy. Word. And now I'm, I'm going to get to the bro picks that happened during Knicks games. Oh, boy. Andre Drummond. On the pistol. <laughs> okay. I don't know if y'all saw this play, mm. but Andre Drummond seemed to think that he was playing point guard. Oh, no. When, uh, when he was playing against the Knicks. <laughs> oh, no. There was a play when um rookie Kennard was cutting to the hoop. Okay. Instead of, instead of throwing him a simple pass so he could catch the ball and easily finish... Mm. Instead, he tries to throw a fancy bounce pass, like as if he's a point guard, <laughs> and the ball just zooms out of bounds. <laughs> and, and Kennard looks at him and gives him the shrug, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. He's he's like, Bruh. 
Ken Jennings. Wow. Yes, oh, and my. <laughs> and my last bro pick goes to unfortunately, MVBs. Really? Yes. Cause in the Celtics, yeah, blemish this week oh, in the Celtics oh, game. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I about this one. Damn it! In the Celtics game. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know. Oh man. Beast was feeling himself. <laughs> so you know he he was like I got this ball, but drive to the hoop. Man. So he drives to the hoop, and you know I don't know what he saw, but I think he saw someone in his peripheral that oh, there's someone at the corner three. He passes the ball, nobody's there. The ghost of Christmas passed. <laughs> passes it out of bounds. Oh my god. No, but here's the thing about that though. Here's the thing. Hit the hit. You get the okay, bro. Okay, okay, all right. But here's the thing, because I know y'all remember back in like preseason or the first of two games when he did this during like yes. the Brooklyn game. I'm telling you, this is a ghost. And he's he <laughs> seen somebody. And it was it was like I was watching. It was like it was the exact same thing. It, it was. He, he came in the middle, spun around, didn't have no one to pass through, threw it to the corner, <laughs> out of bounds, and he starts to yell. You were supposed to catch it. Yeah. Who's, who is the, who's the mystery person that's supposed the to be The closest there? person who was around 97,000 feet away was uh, McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, McDermott was at the elbow. Yeah. And he was yeah. just like, I was I supposed to be? I don't... Yeah, it was mad funny. Bees. And, yeah. and then afterwards, it was funny. His explanation is always funny. He was like, well, the play was somebody's supposed to be there. I guess nobody's supposed to be. Nobody was there, but oh well. Right, right, right. right. Oh well. No, there was somebody was supposed, supposed to be there. That's the play. Ah. Uh, wow. So interesting. Yeah. Anyway, those are our ooh and bra picks. All right, so let's get these game predictions going. What do we have next? We have ah, we have the Christmas Day game. We play 76ers. Wednesday, we play the Bulls. Then we have a back-to-back right after with the Spurs. Yikes. And then we have the Pelicans, which I think is an away game. Yikes. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, the only game that we have at home is the, is the 76ers game. Trust the process. Yeah. The other three are away. Okay. Mm. Hmm. I'm gonna say 76ers and Bulls are wins. That Spurs is coming off a back to back. And it's away. Even though Bulls is away, but the Bulls are bullshit. Oh. Um <laughs> Spurs, I think it's gonna be a loss. Pelicans are away and they're gonna be tough to beat. And we don't do well on the road anyway. Then it's gonna be a loss too. So two wins, two losses. What you think, Ryan? Yeah, I was I was pretty much thinking along the same lines. I mean, for the Sixers game, Embiid is likely not gonna play. He might might not play. And if Embiid is not playing, I think Knicks should win that game. Yeah. Pretty soundly at home. <clears throat> The Bulls game, I kind of worry about it just because the Bulls have been playing better lately. Right. But I feel like the Knicks will remember what happened the last time in Chicago. I think they'll come back stronger and beat them this time. Okay. Spurs back-to-back, that worries me. Knicks are not a good road team, and the Spurs are one of the best teams in the NBA, so that's an L. 
Okay. Pelicans, even though the Pelicans are like a 500 team pretty much, Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins are going to be a problem. <sighs> Word, man. In that's New Orleans. Such a, yeah. Yes, I, I think. Th- that's I saw, what it is. I think it's more of a matchup issue with yeah, that. Yeah, so I just think that's going to be an L, too. Okay. All right, Jay, what you think? Pretty much the same as y'all, same. man. Especially yeah. that that Pelicans. I mean, the Spurs, because it's back of bat, but... I'm really curious to see what's gonna happen in this Pelicans, Pelicans game. That's the game I want to see. As yeah. a, this is an entertain, it's a basketball that's fan. A, that's the game I want to see because with Boogie and and, and Davis, mm-hmm. I want to see how we're gonna deal with that. Yeah, I actually really wanted to see this this uh, Sixers game too, but it's, I'm hoping Embiid plays the yeah. Christmas game. I really want to see Embiid and, and, and Porzingis go yeah, at it. Yeah, because that's just gonna be a fun game to watch. Yeah. yeah. But, but Anthony Davis, when you know, when when KP was a young neophyte, <laughs> Anthony Davis gave KP fits. Mm-hmm. He like dominated him. So I, I really want. I know, and KP being a guy who remembers, mm-hmm. and he so that's gonna be KP on Davis, and most that, likely I, I worry about can, I worry about cancer. Cancer. Yeah, cancer that's cancer. Boogie, cancer's what I worry about because Boogie will bring take you him out. out. He gonna yeah. take him out. He will bring you out. Yeah. Take him out to that three point line. <laughs> Yep. And depending if he, and he will head fake you and drive or shoot depending on but how he the, feels that day. The, and the thing too with that is that I'm interested to see is Boogie's going to take him out but then Cantor's can hold his own down low so I want to see how Boogie defends that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be an interesting game, man. And, yeah. Bo- and Boogie's a little bully too. So that's what I'm saying, right. And, like he's and, not and, a pushover. And Cantor's not a pushover either. Woo, so. that's yeah. going to be a good, <laughs> Oh, man. Get good. your popcorn. Oh, my yep. goodness. Get your popcorn on that game. That's why I want. I, that's why I want to see Embiid tomorrow because he, he's gonna be matched up with exactly. Kansas too. And now the for the yeah. Embiid, but, uh, it's Christmas, bro. <laughs> it's Christmas. Man, man. You, you have to play. Do you Superman back stretches? Get that. That's joint it. Listen, you, you got yeah. all them. Three sets of twenty. You got access to all them doctors, bro. <laughs> Word. You need to be ready. Anyway, um, yeah. First off, for those of you that celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Um, all that. All yeah. of that stuff. Um, Just happy holidays. Happy right? holidays. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays. Exactly. Um, and during that celebration, make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram. Um, go to the nickatimeshow.com. Um, leave a comment. Um, check out the merchandise. Get some tickets. Get some gear. Get your shirts. Yeah. Um, you can follow me at Edson Sean, E D S O N. S-E-A-N. Make sure you also follow my dope-ass band, Experience, at T-H-E-E-X-P-E-R-I-3-N-C-E. The third E is a three. Um, Jay, where can they find you? Uh, Jay Ellis draws things on Instagram, man. J-E-L-L-I-S-D-R-A-W-S-T-H-I-N-G-S. No dollar sign for your S. Nice. Ryan, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Sergi is chilling. Sergi is chilling. It's S I R G is C H I L L I N, and more writing shall come. That's it. Go to that <laughs> nickatimeshow.com to check out the blogs. Check out the current blogs that he has up there already because they are definitely good reads. Fire. And I think that's it. Yes, peace. Peace and love out to where you're from. But I don't want to let you ever come. Say I did. Bright lights, big city. Bright lights, big city. Gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Represent for my New York City crew. Say I did. Bright lights, big city.